It's looking good. It's looking and good. Yep. Talk, talk, talk. Yes, sir. Good on y'all in too. Yes, sir. Ready on the left. Ready on the right. <laughs> Ready on the firing line. That actually legit yeah. works this time because you're on Ooh. the right side of my screen. Ah, and you're <laughs> actually, yeah, on the See? right. See? Wow. I Look know. That works. Let me turn this okay, down. Yeah. Was that me? It was you that time. Uh, it's 91 degrees, man. Yep, it's 102 down here. Fuck all that, man. Yeah. It was... Fucking global warming. Well, PJ, man, we finally yes. getting around back. To, I didn't realize it's been so fucking long, man. It was episode 39 to 120. That's a big gap. Man. I did. Was, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the one we did in Cincinnati? Oh, what did we, we watched. Doing? Yeah, what was that one? That was the first one. When we went to the Comic Expo, we was, uh, you talking about when we were back at the hotel watching TV? Yeah, what was that? Yeah, Bounce, it was playing, it would play both of them, actually, but uh, we watched the first one, and then right when the second one started coming on, you was like, nah, you was gone, you was knocked the fuck out. Ah, okay, okay. This is the second one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, he got multiple movies, but I think there's only three Dolomite. There's only one more sequel to this. We need to watch the sequel. This oh yeah, shit. we will. And shit, on the real, like we said, we can. Oh yeah, do it. yeah. Welcome, motherfuckers. You oh, don't shit, know what we you're in for right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, PJ, fuck it. Start them off, and we can get into it. Theme music. There you go. Let's go. Video hustle. 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 What's going on, you rat soup eating motherfuckers? Oh, you job man be slick talking <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm PJ. And this is the home video hustle. Motherfucking hustle. Well, PJ, I guess we can let them know we watched The Human Tornado. Yes. The sequel to Dolomite. Yes. We're doing this because we're getting hyped for the new Dolomite movie coming out on Netflix. It's Dolomite is my name. Starring Eddie Murphy and a bunch of other motherfuckers. Right. I heard it's been getting, not even decent, I heard it's been getting good reviews, for real. That's good. It's been like getting little test screenings and review, whatever, like, because it's in certain theaters right now, but it just ain't here. So how does that... Is this the part where they go back and cut out shit and add shit that makes it... Nah, I mean, if they want to, I guess. But nah, it's like playing in theaters, so that shit done. Oh. They just having a limited theatrical run probably before it pops up on Netflix. Uh, on, oh, it's, it's releasing on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we're going to watch it, yeah. Oh, I thought this shit was releasing in theaters. I mean, it is limited, but just not like all over. Like certain places, they're having big premieres ah, for it. Ah, okay. Kind of sorry it can't go because they was like... Showing pictures, there's people dressing up in like character and shit, like cosplaying, and then they they had the big cardboard stands with like the Dolomite like poster on it and shit. It's, it looked hard. I'm like, damn, I wish I could go to that shit. I swear on everything. I was thinking for Halloween this year. Uh huh. I'm gonna dress up as one of them '70s cats because I'm skinny enough. I can have <laughs> the skinny shirt tucked into the like yeah. straight leg jeans and shit. Well, as you see in this movie, you ain't gotta be a skinny nigga though. Ah, exactly. She said, "Ah, you didn't keep your promise." I was just about <laughs> to say, there's a scene where girl was even getting on it. Right, nigga, you're getting fat. That's what she wanted to. Say. <laughs> 
pussy wanted the dick. I may be fat, but I got a fat dick. <laughs> so, probably something he would say, too. You ain't right. <laughs> I was looking up the fucking description, like the, the plot synopsis on IMDb, and it made me laugh. Because I was like, it sounds like somebody that is a hater fucking wrote that shit. You know, even though he's, they're technically not lying, the way they wrote it kind of sound like somebody's like like being a hoe. <laughs> the thing, the description says a flabby black comedian defends his community from attacks by stereotype whites. I don't think it was too much stereotypes right there. I guess we'll get there. You don't think the stere- Oh, oh yeah, because there's some shit that happened. I'm like, damn, this is 1976 when this came out in 2019. That's basically what's happening. Yeah, yeah. There's some stereotypes. There's certain ones that are over exaggerated. I'll say amplified. There amplified. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Yes. But I just already said it, so I might as well keep going. Human Tornado came out in 1976. Sequel mm. to Dolomite came. That's a year later, so I'm pretty sure Dolomite was 75. Mm-hmm. Um, hour and 36 minutes. PJ. Yes. What you think the IMDb gave this movie? The users. I'm going to go with what I think is the low end. Should be the low end. And I'm going to say seven. Lower. Four. Three. <laughs> Higher. Five. Higher. Six. 6.1 out of 10. Okay. Higher than that. I fucking expected it to be. Yes, me too. Let me go back and look at Dolomite, though, real quick. Like, what did Dolomite get on here? Dolomite has a 5.9, so this is actually scores higher than Dolomite. Hmm. But we'll describe. What do we. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to look back at Dolomite. I'll wait till okay. the end. I don't want it to fuck with my score. If they're right, okay. Now, PJ Rotten Tomatoes, the uh, critics' score is not applicable. Oh. Because they said fuck it, I guess. Okay. But I did see on Wikipedia there was something. There's no number, but they were talking about critic reviews on Wikipedia. Let me see if I pull that shit back up. Uh, the Human Tornado. Yep, there we go. I forgot. There is a wrestler that calls itself the Human Tornado, too. There's a what? A wrestler. That's named, his name is the Human Tornado. Yeah. And he dresses kind of like black exploitation looking shit. Uh, it says, according to the AFI reviews of the Human Tornado, focused on the film's shortcomings, specifically editing and continuity, so it probably didn't get good reviews. Mm. A review in the Hollywood Reporter, though, praised certain performances by the actors Java, Java, not Java, <laughs> Java, Herb Graham, and Jerry Jones, while a review in the LA Times found the film to be dumber than its predecessor, as well as being much more funny, though. Mm. So it's a lot dumber than Dolomite, but it's more funny than Dolomite. I would, we'll save it, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see, because I don't know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But there is an audience score, PJ. What do you think the audience gave this out of 100%? <sighs> Say 75. Lower. 60. Higher. 68. Ooh, very slightly higher. 69. 69. <laughs> that seems fitting with this movie. <laughs> yeah, right? 69% is not bad. Well, is it? It's higher than I thought it would get, but oh, same here. Yeah, I'm, I was expecting like forty something. Yeah, like just the motherfuckers like us that watch this shit, right? Who enjoy this? But it's directed by Cliff Rockmore and it's starring. There's gonna be a name in here that's gonna fuck people up. Mm-hmm. Rudy Ray Moore, of course. Mm-hmm. Lady Reed, Jimmy Lynch, Jerry Jones, Ernie Hudson, Java, Howard Jackson, and a bunch of other cats. There's a name in there though that is actually a big fucking name. Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. The Black Why Ghostbuster. Do I know that? Ah. <laughs> ah. Who the fuck was he? He was the he was the little ball head dude that at the end of the movie when his he was like my brother man he was when he was holding the dude in his arms that was oh, Ernie Hudson. Oh shit! That was my nigga. He went hard too. Okay. Oh, there's a note that says acting. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's a funny story because it got verified for me because I was watching this movie. And I'm like, 
I, 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 I won't spoil it, but I, there okay. was something I was like, that's not right. Okay. I don't know if you noticed it or not. Because it's highly did. noticeable. There's a, okay. Okay, let's get. I don't know. Because we'll the, we'll the print you watched on the Brown Sugar app was fucking like it was like HD with the full like screen, right? Yes. Okay, so I you saw the HD too. I can't remember what the fucking was. Hold on, we'll get there because I once okay. they got to jog my memory because I know what it is. Oh, the moment like, I said, I, I found out. <laughs> I, oh, to um for everybody listening, I watched. I watched. I got this on Blu-ray. I watched the documentary that came with it, so I took extra notes. And there's certain shit where I was watching a movie, like, I wonder, and I'm like, ah, there it is. Ah, confirmation. Yeah, I got the receipts, as the youngest like to say. Ah, okay. I like that (laughs) right there. Yeah. (laughs) So, shit, that's all the preliminaries out the way. So, PJ. Yes. We're going to get to the movie before 40 minutes this time. Yeah, hey, this is one of them. We got to dive in, because this is fucking... This is Rudy Ray Moore, ladies and gentlemen. He said we about to dive in. There's literally a scene later where motherfuckers are diving into the pussy. I don't mind This is... All right, start me off. Kick me off. Where we at? We Credits. Intro. Uh-huh. Rudy Ray Moore is like... Um, well, he, it starts out with him. He's, got, he's looking into the camera. He starts smiling. He turns around. He got like a cape on that says, you know, uh, starring Rudy Ray Moore as yes. Dolomite. Mm-hmm. And then he starts, he's like, with his shirtless doing like katas and like karate, like katas or some shit. And it just says the human tornado pop up on the screen. Yes. And a song starts playing that he's singing because not only was he acting and, of course, doing like comedy, he also fucking had albums where he actually was singing. Like he oh. had sing a song, like, yeah, R&B albums. I thought he was just a comedy guy. Nah, he, I think, I'm not sure. I think, I want to say he might have been singing first. Like, I know he releases albums of comedy and singing. I can't, I swear I want to say the R&B shit came first. Well, well. Not 100% well. sure, though. Okay. And it goes straight to the comedy, speaking about it, right? Yeah, after all the credits go by, it goes straight to, ba- it, I wrote, I had a feeling, I was like, let me time this, because I swear I think this shit goes by for like five minutes, and it's almost exactly five minutes of him just doing his stand-up routine. Yeah, he starts talking about fucking, of course, his, his sexual innu- innuendos are always on point. All over the place. I can't, yeah, I can't tell you what exactly he said, but just know there was fucking, there was bitches. But he's, I mean, I'm going a, I'm to a definitely put, I don't know if I can put the whole five minute clip in there, but mm-hmm. I'm going to pick and choose some parts. Okay. There's one part in particular I remember, though, because from watching the documentary, I think he said it was his, like a friend or something. Ernie Hudson was talking about how there was somebody that wanted to like be on the, like be in the movie, like desperately, like, yo, get me in, get me in. And so they finally, Rudy Ray Marcus was like, all right, we'll throw him in the nightclub scene and he'll be in the audience. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy that he runs up to, he walks up to and he kind of shakes his hand. And he's like, this is the type of nigga that'll do anything to get in the picture. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, this is the type of nigga to fart in the bathtub, turn around, and bite the bubble. Yes. And that's why he was saying, that's why he was like, he was legit fucking with him in real life. Gotcha. And I think they, Ernie Hudson was like, he was like, he kind of caught him off guard and fucked him up, but he's like, yeah, I guess he's fucking, he got in the picture. <laughs> hey, this is what you wanted, right? Okay. You fucking with a comedian, man, you can't be doing shit like that. Right. Motherfuckers in this house tonight. If you don't believe it, look over here. Baby, you, you are so ugly, you stopped this motion picture from running. Your lips look like you wearing a turtleneck sweater. I had a brother look just like you. He stuck his head out the window and his lips beat him to death. My, 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 that's what I call stretching a good thing a bit too far. Two soldiers went to Vietnam, a black soldier and a white soldier. Can you dig it? And they come all the way back home, and the people in Louisiana said, we're going to give y'all anything that y'all want. 
they looked at the white soldier and said, young man, what do you want? He said, well, I'll tell you all what I want. I want me $10,000 and a Lincoln Continental to drive. They said, we're going to get that for you. Then they looked at the brother. They said, brother, what would you like? The brother said, well, y'all can give me a dollar and a half from the head of my ding-a-ling down to my balls. They said, brother, brother, don't you want no more than that? He said, no, that's all I want. So he pulled it out and they put a dollar and a half at the head of it. Then they put another dollar and a half on it. And another dollar and a half, another dollar and a half, and another dollar and a half. And one of those fellas looked at him and said, nigga, where is your balls at? He said, in Vietnam. <laughs> what I call a nigga that always want to get in the show. <laughs> this is the kind of nigga that'll fart in a bathtub and turn around and bite the bubble. <laughs> But it cuts, right? Yes, sir. It cuts to him. So was this... Oh, no, no, no. I know who she was. It cuts to what we later find on, find yep. out find is... Find out, yep. The wife of somebody. I'll just say that. We'll leave yeah. it right there for Dolomite now. Dolomite is like in a bedroom with somebody's wife. But, but it's she's funny. white. Uh, huh? But she's white. Yes. That's the kicker. <laughs> Try to let you know trouble's coming. Yes. But it's, it made me laugh, though, because he comes in there and he just has a super irritated look on his face. He's like, you came at a bad time. She's mm-hmm. like, but I need it, though, basically, or whatever mm-hmm. she said. And he's like, look, man, I got to go handle some business, and we, then I'll come back and handle this business. Right. Then he tell her, get naked or some shit? Like, just take your clothes off. I'll be he back. He said, get undressed, get ready, and I'll be back, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So he goes to go handle the fucking meeting. What was this meeting about? It was the um, preacher guy from the first movie or a pastor, whatever mm-hmm. he was in the first movie from the church. And he's ah. talking about, I think he gave some type of donation to the, what is it, the boy's home or something is what he said. So I think Dolomite, he said he donated something. So everybody's there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he probably helped save the organization or something like that. And he just gives a little couple words. He's like, you know, thank you, thank you to my niggas. They going to be settled. We good. Peace, love, whatever. I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he go, then they go back to chilling. Then he walks back into the room and he's looking pissed off again because he was just smiling super big like, yeah, 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 you know, everybody, what's up? He go back in there, that smile go away immediately. And then he just, he shuts the door, he's just staring at her and then like, 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 it looked like he's locking eyes with her looking pissed and he's just unbuttoning mm-hmm. his shirt. He's like, all right, let's get this shit over with. He said something about you, you paid me for 30 minutes or something. That's what had me confused. I'm trying to put two and two together here because it, it didn't, well, I don't know because he had money, but I will say this to what you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. girl, while he's getting undressed, the girl, he's like, oh, you worth every cent I paid for you, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking maybe the money, he got money somehow from their end and he gave it. I don't fucking know. Somehow she got money on Dolomite. Okay. And basically, man, dingo on his ass. Okay. Here, come fuck me. I got this. Okay. Gotcha. That's why he's looking all pissed off. But he goes to start smashing, though. Yes. I wrote my notes. I wrote hate fucking. So that tells you how bad it was. It's like, you can tell he does not want to do that shit. (laughs) Yes. And then I did write, oh yeah, she said worth every cent. I wrote that note down. So there you go. Yeah, talk about the money. I will say, I could, they could have toned back just a tad bit on the man ass that was shown. Oh, I'm surprised you, I'm surprised you just said ass because this motherfucker's dick flops around multiple times. Coming out the box, right? Or actually him. I noticed the nigga's dick when he was coming out the box, and I was like, ah, come on, man. That when they scene, were all, 
Uh-huh. Um, this scene later when people pop up and they kind of jump up. Yes. I feel like, oh, shit. And then there's a part where, he, like, soon after that where he jumps off a hill butt-ass naked, and when he gets to the bottom of the hill and gets into the car, motherfuckers' dick is flopping around then, too. See, yeah, yeah. There was, so, yeah, there's but I understand a lot of not giving a fuck. Yes. But also, on the flip side, there's also a lot of hairy pussy shown, too. You can't ha. see it because it's hairy, but... Yes, yes. Like we I said in the one episode way back, it's almost self-censored because you can't yeah. see nothing because it's bushes. Yeah, that's what it's just, you know, get over it. You know. So it's equal opportunity, yeah. full frontal... It's 1970. It's in a low budget movie. They don't give a fuck. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is your job. Act, motherfucker. Go. Pretty much. Yeah. I like how they tried it in the boxing, though. Like they really tried to cut. They tried to cut this. around it. <sighs> yes. I can't wait to get to that because that's one of the scenes where it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it had it threw me for a fuck. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. <sighs> I wrote in my notes the hillbillies are scoping the house. Because they ride by and they look like two motherfuckers from the Beverly Hillbillies or something. I forget what exactly she's saying, but she's like, she said you see that shit over there? commotion. They're calling, they're basically reminding me of some, what is her, the fucking memes that was going around in the White All the little barbecue back here. Yeah, it was all some shit like that. Niggas being, but yeah, some, so they were, yeah, just being what I would consider to be typical niggas. Over there, shadow boxing. They're just just chilling. Do. Yeah, she saw him shadow boxing. That's what made her call him rowdy and shit. And then she said her her man's dumbass man's. She convinced him to let's go to the fucking sergeant's office. Well, let's go right, call you, the cops. Nah, she convinced him though. How did she convince? Him? She's like, you see the people on the hill. He said, or right, I think I forget who. What, I think he said. He's like, don't you mean the people up on the hill? She's like. People, them ain't people, them's niggas. Ah, yes. Then the dude looks, he's like, by golly, you're right, those are niggas up there. Yes. And so that's what she said. They're up there causing commotion. We should, we need to call the sheriff. And that's when they drive off. What is it now, Ma? Look yonder. Something's going on up there at that big house. Oh, you're right. Something is going on up there. Hey, why them, them people up there is having a party? God damn, Jester, them ain't no people. Them's niggas. Well, by God, you're right, Ma. Them's his niggas. Well, 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 they gotta be niggas because it ain't Halloween, is it? Come on, Jasper, step on it. Well, well, where are we gonna go? We'll go and find the sheriff. We gotta tell him we ought to know about this. You're right. Mm. Let you know what they are right there. Mm-hmm. He cut to the sh- ah, the sheriff's office, and I think the deputy runs in there, and he's like, Sheriff, or whatever, and that moment, the sheriff jumps up and, like, shoots. Yeah. He has to, like, duck out the way, like, on some Looney Tunes shit. Like, hey, we got a call about some commotion going down there, but they said there's niggas. Because he's like, there's niggas up there? And something <laughs> like that. Yeah, he gets happy. He gets that, yes, time to go. This is what like, I live for. up on that hill? Yeah. yeah. He's like... Uh, oh shit! Like, he's getting high. He's probably just been looking for a reason to go fuck with him. All right, all right. Let's go call the cavalry real quick. Get everybody assembled, and we're gonna go take these niggas out. Wake up, sheriff! It's an emergency, bullshit! Don't let your hands up! Oh shoot, sheriff! It's me, Charlie. What the hell's the matter with you, Charlie? Shit! Well, I'm sorry, sheriff, but there's been trouble brewing. Trouble. You gotta be wrong, Charlie. We don't lie none of that around here. Yeah, well, the ones who's causing the trouble must not know that. These niggas. Well, you know that big house that sets up on the hill? That fancy niggas' house? Yeah. Well, there's a bunch more niggas up there. You fooling me, boy. Nah, I just talked to Jethro Goodlow. Said there's a whole bunch of them up there just carrying on something awful. <laughs> that does it, Charlie. That does it. 
<laughs> you round up some of the men. Ain't gonna be no niggas left up on that hill when we get through with them. <laughs> yeah, but then the cops roll up though. And uh, of course, everybody in there chilling, but they pull up, they got the choppers, they walk in the crib and put the gun in everybody's face. And it's just basically, like I said, there's multiple types of harassment because, of course, they're harassing them for no reason just because they're chilling. But then your man's like, where basically, I don't think he knows his name. He's like, where's that big nigga at? Like, where's Dolomite at? And nobody's telling him nothing. And every time somebody step up and say something, they like putting guns in their face. Yeah, they start talking real slick until the gun gets put right beside the head. Yeah, because Ernie Hudson, I think, is the first one to get the gun put at the back of his head. Then this other dude jumps up and says something. My man puts the shotgun right next to his eye. He's like, just say the word. Right. <laughs> He said that we ain't no niggas, we some men, or we some No, he something. said, because they kept coming in saying, like, boy this and boy that. He's like, ain't no boys here. That's it. Ain't nothing but men. It's, I think Ernie Hudson said that shit. Mm-hmm. That's right. My man's been hard the whole fucking movie. It <laughs> was another time he was fucking like, okay. So, yeah, then um, he sees this little black chick, and he starts, like, sexually harassing the fuck out of her. Because I, I think he ends up, like, chasing her into, like, this little hallway. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I always wanted some nigga tail or some shit mm-hmm. like that. But she does the smart thing and kicks him in the nuts. Yeah, knees the shit out of him. And he falls down to the ground. And I think, like, I don't know if it was him or somebody tackles her through the fucking doorway. And then that's when, oh, it was the deputy, I think, because the deputy looks up. And, that, and Dolomite and uh, the girly in the bed are both just sitting there like, what the fuck? And the deputy looks up and is like... Whatever the fuck her name was. Mm-hmm. Because then she looks at him and was like, whatever his name is. And that's when the sheriff looks in. And she's like, oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. He made me do it. God I was like, I was about to say, she did. The, she used the line that all them chicks that fuck with the football players be saying. She much. made me do it. If I said, honestly, that is the only reason I have not fucked a white girl. It's because my mom had put that in my head. That <sighs> she would be the thing. Oh, man. I can't we, make, we, might, we might make a few listeners mad with this one, but I'm about to break this down. Because this is not not just you. Like, me too. Yo, I'm, I'm not, sorry. I'm not, I don't have anything against you. No, y'all. it's, it's just, honestly, like, it's, it's fucked up. But it's, it's a cultural not, thing? not just me and you. Like, I... I've known a lot of brothers that I'm cool with that have said this shit. Yeah, it's like a because ah. it's because it like I said, you see it on the TV and all that. Like it really fucking happens, and that shit is scary, man. Yeah, like already being black and dealing with every like basically daily fucking life. Yeah, it's already like a nightmare sometimes. <sighs> and then like so you add to that shit. But of course, like I said, they're not all like that. Of course, right, right. It's not. It's just the. It's just like a. It's like you're shooting a crap stove. Yeah, it's like you never know, and it's like all for some pussy. I just can't go out like that. Who knows where this could lead? Because it's been like, like, and it wasn't even like it was more instilled by from in me by watching the fucking news, man. Like you see that shit happen to them. That's, that's why. That's why I made the comment about football players. It yes. seems to happen the most with them. Right. Even right. more so than basketball, it seems to always be football dudes. Like whether it be college or even you no know, otherwise NFL right. shit. Not saying we're on that level or anything, but it happens in real life, and you see it in movies. And you got your... Did your mom tell you, or did you just... I just kind of sculpted it out. Ah, ah, ah. I guess I had one of those, you know, pro-black moms, all that shit. She even told mm-hmm. me, you know, it's one of those. But I think it's like just a culture thing, you know? It's a... You don't know. So it's why would you want to, like you said, gamble the dice when you could just fuck with all these other races <laughs> and know it's just, that it's a... It's just one of those things where it's like... I think a lot of them fall into that trap because they just looking for the one night pussy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And them girlies get in there. Or it was one time, no joke, there was this story. That's the one that really fucked me up when I saw it on TV is that the dude had been with her for a minute. Mm. Like, not terribly long, like maybe 
almost six months, like maybe half a year or something. Yeah, they got some time. Okay. And then I guess she was like hiding the shit from her parents because I guess the parents wouldn't have approved of that shit. And so then when they found out about it, they were like bugging out on her and did this and they did that. And they was ba- and then she basically was like, of course, I don't remember the exact quote. This is years ago now. Mm-hmm. It was basically to the effect of, oh, well, you know, basically he was holding me against, to this against my will type shit. So then it got, you know, sent to court and all that because then they tried to make it a rape case and all that shit. It was just, it was all fucked up. Yeah, it's too much to deal with. Just so All because girly didn't want to confront her parents about, you know, oh... I'm fucking a black dude. <laughs> right. I got black dick in me, mom. That's it. Just Right. It seemed to be like, I don't I haven't heard it happen as much lately, mm-hmm. like, as it used to when I was, like, a teenager and shit. Used to see that type of shit pop off a lot more. I forget. It was, like, a football player not terribly long ago, and that's why the football thing sticks in my mind. Mm-hmm. That has something similar happen to him, but. I know it's not just football. That's just, like, that's just a, the college shit, the college shit that just happened. I think that's what I might be talking that about. Was, yeah, that wasn't too long. Because it was college shit that I was thinking of. Yeah. Now to that false rape charge. One year in prison. That sentence tonight for the woman who falsely accused two football players from Sacred Heart University in Connecticut of rape. The students say what she did has changed their lives forever, even though they have been cleared of all wrongdoing. I've been news reporter Marcus Solis with our lead story tonight. He's live in Bridgeport. Marcus. That's right, Bill. Those two students were never arrested, never charged with any crime. But the accusation was serious enough, so much so they say they had to leave school. Their reputation in tatters. She pursed her lips. She rolled her eyes. But Nikki Yavito's body language couldn't change the outcome. A year in jail for telling a lie. A lie that cost two young men their college careers. My life has been altered and shaped in ways that nobody here could have Malik St. Hilaire was never arrested, but Yavino claimed he and another student raped her while all three attended Sacred Heart University in 2016. Instead, it was the Long Island native who was charged when the police investigation revealed sexual activity had occurred but was consensual. Prosecutors say Yavino made up the rape claim because she didn't want to upset another student she was interested in. Her willingness to accept this, um, this, this plea deal reflects her accountability for what happened. But it wasn't that simple. At first, Yavino insisted she had been assaulted and rejected a plea deal. It was only during jury selection before trial that she changed her mind again and pleaded guilty. So I just hope that, you know, she knows what she's done and the fact that my life will never be the same. Like, I have anxiety, I have, like, PTSD from this. It's bad enough that they were accused of such heinous behavior, though never arrested. But then to have their, her story change over and over and over again, it's as if you were kicked while you were down. Well, the other student who chose to remain anonymous lost a football scholarship over this. Both men say they plan to sue Yavino in civil court. As for the criminal case, she has been in custody since that guilty plea in June. It will count as time served towards that one-year sentence. Yeah, well... It's just one of those things, like I said, not not everybody like that. Just like every black dude ain't out selling drugs and shit. Like, there's some that I could fuck with that I know wouldn't be on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I know. Like, once you get to know them, that's what I say. I think the problem yes. is that these, a lot of these chicks be just like either, like with the football dudes, probably either trying to get that paper. Mm-hmm. Or, like I said, they don't want to get become like out there knowledge. They don't want motherfuckers knowing that shit, which right. makes you wonder about how they think about you in the first place if they might just be Mandingo in your ass. Right. Yeah, I just want you for this. <laughs> So is that, would that be justified? Is that a justified form? No, it's not. Just know who you fucking with, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, like, down, 
white women that like there's a lot of them listen to us they're probably listening to this yeah. right now like fuck y'all but yeah no y'all are cool <laughs> i would fuck each and every one of y'all unless <laughs> well, you're, unless you're married. married there, there you go, go. I'm about to say. <laughs> or in to... a facebook relationship there you go yeah yeah yeah. there you go yes uh, if you are of the single variety nah there we go yes yeah, <laughs> Dick can't be giving me stops. <laughs> it's stupid. Uh, I, yes, I, yes. I don't have no problem with it now, but there's like a point when I was younger though, and I, that shit was constantly being thrown out there. I was like, that's probably you know, I probably fell trapped to the fucking media though, P. Uh, I probably what they want, they probably wanted us to stay away from their fucking white women, and they threw that shit out there. Because that's and it said, fucking that's, worked. I was just thinking, yeah, it was a younger thing. Because now it's like I don't really. Well, then again, I don't really meet white people. You know, like that. I hate to say PJ, but I was already, I was just about to say that too. In my day to day, like I went to an all, I mean it was it wasn't an all black school, mm-hmm. but it was an all black school pretty much. So that might have been a slight deterrence from people because they yeah. might think they gonna come in and get jumped and shit. But you wouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing because then even like I I go to I live in the fucking urban area as they call like to call it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So this, I never had very many interactions. But granted, I, at the hospital, I start when I worked there. I was allowed. It was when it really started to pop off. Huh. And I think that's when I started to be like, oh, they kind of cool. You know, yeah. I hate to say it like that, but that's because that was when I first really started interacting with a lot of kids. That wasn't teachers. Yeah. Yes, your first intro. Hey, you know what I want to know? Some Which of the first know? introductions of like black people. For like our white listeners, because oh, I'm opposite. sure they had to be like some funny shit that happened. Like, ah, these niggas is fucking crazy. But I fuck with them. Fucking well, shit, I know we got it's like some um, interracial like listeners ship oh, like, yes, couples and yes. shit. Yes, you do say. Yes, yes, we do. Cause it's some cast down with the swirl. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. And not yeah. even with just black. Like, oh, well, I don't mean putting business out there, but super complex is like. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Shit, you know what would be funny though? What? If somebody's first black experience, like experience with black was listening to us, that'd be hilarious. Oh, oh! I think we give them a lot of takes. We got some hot takes. We got some. <laughs> <laughs> so like we turned on like a black or a white chick or a white dude into like fucking with the black person or something. <laughs> they like, oh, if they, if they all like Britain PJ shit, I might be cool. Yeah, right? was wor- yes. almost like us. Like maybe they were worried about the opposite, like the media portraying us as like a bunch of drug dealers, right. rapists, and shit. And they had the same type of you know, like, oh, I don't know. But then listen to us, I'm like, oh, maybe I should yeah. give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. And then the girly got the, the, her shit pounded. I mean, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and from that moment on, life was never the same. Like yeah. I said, or my, or my homie like dove into that shit, and it was like, oh, I'm making some mixed baby. <laughs> Fuck around. I do. Uh, let me stop. Let me. What happened? Nothing. I just wonder if the 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 sexual experience is the same because I can't say I've I've had sex with an Hispanic and black girls. That's it. So you know my my variety is slacking. But I wonder if it's, it's a, black and mixed for me. That's it, it bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. See, I wonder if it's a different. Because you know the stereotype men, you know, the big dicks, you know, you get the big energy, all that shit, you know. We know the, the stereotype with the white women is that they do fucking, I hate to say this, but it's true. This is the stereotype, like I said, they didn't yeah. do anything, basically. Like, you could be like, I want to try to, like, put your, I don't fucking know, just some crazy so shit. Like, like, I can't think of nothing real crazy off the top of my head. I feel like I'm too, I'm too basic for the anything. So is it just something That's, that that's kind of what I was getting at. It gets to the point where <laughs> like, oh, shit, um, what, how, how the fuck? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Let's try. Let me broaden your horizons, black man. Okay. I know, right? Okay. Let, me, let me show you the flavor, nigga. 
I fuck with it. That's hot. Yeah. Fucking, fucking wake up handcuffed to the motherfucking bed and shit. <laughs> Arms and legs and this fucking uh, like, what do you call them shits? Like flowers, uh, feathers and <laughs> fucking whips and shit. You wanted like, the what experience, the fuck? Right? You said you wanted the experience. Well, welcome. Oh, okay. Was you licking my ass? That shit feel wet. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. I don't yes, know, though, yes. man. <laughs> hmm. Well, we say this because Dolomite is. <laughs> is fucking a white woman. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, the first of many in yes. this movie. Well, not yeah. many, because there's only. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, later. Oh, shit. But yeah, man, the, the wife gets busted with Dolomite. She screams, right, basically, or he mm-hmm. made me do it or whatever, because Dolomite's like, bitch, are you for real? Yeah. And they had me here because I really thought, how the fuck is he going to escape this? How's he going to get out of here? Yeah, because yes. the, 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 he tells the deputy, like the sheriff is like, kill him. Char- oh, his name is Charlie. She was like, kill him, Charlie. He said, kill him both yes. or something. And then your boy kind of hesitated with the shotgun because then girl is like, no, Charlie. But then he smokes her ass. Yeah, first one to go. Boom. Ben? Charlie? <laughs> He made me do it! Bitch, are you for real? No wife of mine. Kill him, Charlie! I said, kill him, Charlie! No, She got no love. She got hit in the chest with the shot. She just flew back and there's like a squib explosion. Like, damn. <laughs> the squibs were right on point in this movie. as I Surprisingly. Like especially yeah. at the end. It was like, oh. Yeah. What we talk about where he died in the corner? Is this the... On the at the very end. The, yeah. That's yes, what yes. I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, so wifey dead, but then Dolomite does a fucking tactical roll and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs the chopper and smokes the deputy. Dick shot number one. Dick. Oh yeah, I thought yes. he said dick shot. I was like, he didn't shoot him in the dick, but no. oh, he's talking about literal dick shots. Yes, literal. Yeah, that dick was the first one. Yes, yes. <laughs> if we're keeping a fucking dick shot counter now, oh yes, <laughs> it's cannibal holocaust all over again. <laughs> yeah, so he winds up shooting. Who's it? He shoots the gunman, and then he, he shoots the, out the window deputy. Or what? Yeah, he jumps out the window. Mm-hmm. Basically, might as well say dick shot number two for real. You know, you can't really see it here, but yeah. he jumps off the hill, butt ass naked, and it actually does like an instant replay. Yes, because he says something like, "Oh, you motherfuckers didn't think I jumped, did you?" Or something yeah. like that. So they replay it. We're running and back. He, he goes. He goes tumbling down the hill, and then when he gets to the bottom, there's your dick shot number two. Yeah, his form was perfect. I might add. <laughs> he did like the diver jump off yes. the hill. <laughs> So yeah, he he hops into the car and they give him some clothes and shit, and um he starts he starts rhyming something I can't remember what he says though because he as if you don't know like I remember the first episode Dolomite likes to rhyme and shit a lot. Yes. It's his thing. He's like these motherfuckers saw me. He's like this motherfucker saw me fucking his wife. Now this motherfucker wants to take my life or something like that. He said. <laughs> that motherfucker caught me in the bed with his wife. Now he want to try to take my life. Both step on it and step on it quick. We're in some trouble because we're going to deal with that trick. Drive, nigga, drive, drive, nigga, drive. He tries to know after they kept saying, drive, nigga, drive. Yeah, drive, nigga, nigga drive. <laughs> yeah, you get the car chase scene. Yep. And then how did they get 
Somehow they got rid of him. I just don't know. They kind of pull off into a cut, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yo, hit this cut, man. We gonna we gonna catch him off guard." And then um, he's they park the car. He's sitting off to the side with the shotgun, and he starts saying, "I forget what he says exactly." I'll stop this long-haired, seat-sapping, dilapidated sheriff now, cause he just wanna follow me anyhow. He think he's bad and ain't got no class. I'm gonna wrap this shotgun up his motherfucking ass. The sheriff pulls up. And uh, right when he gets close to the car, they shoot the car that they were in and blow that shit up. And then it blows up the other car, too. Mm-hmm. This brings questions for later that I'll get to. But <laughs> they, uh, uh. there's a character that comes back that I thought died here. I'll just say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. See. Maybe he wasn't in that car. But, yeah. But after this, though, they're on there. They're like, fuck it. We, got, we just basically killed a sheriff deputy and probably a couple other cops. So we need to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make a trek to Cali. And, yeah. Uh, they're like, because they shows him walking in there. You know, he's doing like, he's basically his standard routine saying little jokes and rhyming and shit. Yeah, as they walk in. They finally, I guess they get just too tired to walk anymore. Been walking for miles. And they come up with a brilliant plan. Hey, we're going to go Jackson niggas. You, you go, go ahead and uh, hitchhike. Find us a hitchhike. And we're going to come down, jack the car. So they send my mans down. Well, yeah, they sent him down because he was doing like, oh, I can get us a ride. I got this. They like, oh, where? All right, well, you go get us a ride. Yes. We yeah. Of course, he gets passed up at first, but then somebody pulls over. And PJ, yes. I gotta get this fun fact out there. It's not about this, but this might be. You might you might have noticed it because it's obvious as fuck, especially in high definition. But Arnie Hudson said on the documentary that there was something else he had to go shoot. And I think this one might have been going a little bit over what he was expecting. So at some point, he was like. Look, man, I got all of my speaking roles done. I got to go, man. I got other shit that I'm, like, obligated to right now. They're like, well, fuck. We can't just have him, like, disappear for these big chunks of the movie. So they got Ernie Hudson's brother to stand in for him. And ah. Ernie Hudson's brother didn't want to shave his head. So he has on this bald cap. And in this scene, this I think this is the first scene I noticed where I'm like, that is not Ernie Hudson. Ah. And that motherfucker is wearing a skull cap because it's shining. In the car scene, right when they actually, I think, I think actually inside the car, no, because inside the car they don't show him in the back seat. It's Dolomite and the other cat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the scene where they're getting into the car, like and they're walking, that's not that's Ernie Hudson's brother. I missed it. it. It is obviously not Ernie Hudson, even yeah. in the documentary, because Ernie Hudson was like, oh yeah, they told me you know we we need to do a couple shots of like walking and all this type of shit, but we'll keep him in the background so mm-hmm. you know they won't really know it's you. Then Ernie Hudson was like, yeah, I went and saw the movie. And I'm like. That motherfucker is not in the back. He says, "He's just like kind of was just shaking his head, like, oh shit." Mm. <laughs> well, well, well. That's what I was talking about though, because I was watching it. I'm, that's one of two things I was like, I gotta fucking know. Ah. That was the first thing, and I was like, okay, I was like, I knew I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't tripping about either one. I found out, but that one, I was like, I knew I wasn't tripping. Mm. It was a strong, yeah, niggas. But yeah, like you said though, they do finally get somebody to pull over. And it's like the super 70s gay stereotype dude. Yeah. Which I also found out in the trivia section that this scene is actually cut out of some versions of the movie. Oh, you don't say. There's like, I forget it said, there's all, it said alternate versions. Like, there, oh, let me double check. Because I know there was another scene that is, I think it said was cut out too. Probably the scene with him talk about the 92 is more than I need. You don't have to <laughs> send me back. And I wasn't that. It said two different videotape versions exist in box with the same cover art from the same company. But one version edits out the gay driver sequence and moves the opening credit sequence to where it should be. So I guess in the original version, the opening credits must not have been in the right place. 
Uh, yeah, they're in the car with dude and uh, Dolomite and them jump in and he's like, you know, basically be quiet and thought we're going to Cali. And dude gets high. He's like, California? I always wanted to go California. He's like, I never thought that I would get kidnapped and taken to California or something. Like, they all just super hype. And he like looks around at him and they're just kind of looking there and he's kind of like, oh. Like, his hype level goes down a little bit because everybody's just kind of like, shut up, basically. You want a ride, honey? Yeah, uh, my car broke down up the road and, uh... Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a ride. For a ride. <laughs> huh? Well, what are you doing? Move over, motherfucker. And don't say a fucking word. By the way, where are we going? We are taking your car and you to sunny California. Can you dig it? California? You heard it. Sweet tea. My, my. I never thought anybody kidnapped me. Plus, take me to California? It must be my lucky day. Dreams do come true. <laughs> put gas station fuckery because Dolomite as you said is about to go make a call but then one of his boys is like got a piss real bad and I guess some oh I think some else said they had to piss too so they were probably in the men's room and he couldn't hold that shit in so he just said fuck went to the women's room yeah and there's there's like a chick sitting on the toilet and she just starts going ah you know this is the ladies room and he just mm-hmm. kind of in the doorway like fuck it yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just starts she's like this is the ladies room he's like well, what you think this is for so he pulls out his dick and starts pissing in the sink right she's swatting him with a fucking newspaper and shit. yeah the whole time swatting him and screaming like ah in the background it's funny as hell. it's like you can just like the fakest screams and shit <laughs> right acting well um yeah he calls um queen b from the first yes, movie yes and he's t- telling them about the club and everything he's like yo I gotta come to Cali cause we done murk some motherfuckers and shit we gotta yeah. lay low yeah she said go ahead this is like perfect timing too go on bring your ass out here you know you're always more than welcome cut to her club scene right yeah and there's got the cats in there um, dancing mm-hmm. it always, I, I know it's like it's probably like a legit dance scene but it always makes me laugh <laughs> cause the dude there, cause they, they got the girls and the guys and there's like a guy in the front and he got like the tuxedo and shit, look like some Fred Astaire shit. And he's doing like these little kicks up in the air. And he's got this super huge ass grin on his face that makes me, it looks so fucking goofy, but it's funny. Right. Is that how that makes me, is that how clubs, like when they, when people say like the old school, like cotton clubs and all that. Mm-hmm. Is that the type of entertainment that they would go for? Honestly, probably. Huh. Maybe higher level than this, maybe. But I mean, <sighs> shit. Now you know a lot of this low budget, so it's probably shot in clubs. But yeah, that's that, what I was a lot thinking. of these people are people that he knew that he just put on and shit. Because mm. mm. the guy, because they got the dancer, but then the guy that sings is a cat named Jimmy Lynch that comes back in this movie. And that was somebody that Dolomite was like. I think he said he saw someone. And he like just was like, hey, you know, he's gonna fuck with this movie. There's a there's a song in here. It might be by that guy, Jimmy Lynch. Jimmy mm-hmm. Lynch. That was actually deep. It caught me. It was he was singing. It was Well I know in the documentary Rudy Ray Moore said something I can't verify. I don't know if it's true, but he said that uh Jimmy Lynch album that he put out, whatever I can't remember the name of the album, but he said it was the first album in history to have the word motherfucker on it. I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not, but I don't know. I can't I gotta go back now because I really wanna know what that song it was like a love song or something, but it, he was smooth with the, the shit. Dude singing have all like the red jumpsuit looking thing with the afro. Yes. Yeah, that was that's that's what I'm talking about right here. Okay. Okay. That was a scene. Yeah, this guy. Ooh, 
He got some bars for the ladies. Yeah, that's fucked up. I wasn't even really paying attention to what he was saying. <laughs> I was trying to, I think I was writing notes and shit when he was saying. Uh, yeah, he, he had it for him. Hey, I yeah. had to go back and listen to it then. Yeah. My next note, though, I put my, the cab, oh, cab, damn, club managers under pressure. Because they just show this dude sitting there with his chick and he gets a phone call. And the dude basically is like, yeah, so what's up with your club, man? Your, your numbers is rough. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm trying to do my best, but it's this chick, Queen B, man. Her club is, like, fire right now. Ain't nobody fucking with me. Mm-hmm. So, dude's like, well, um, you better do something because you owe us a lot of money and we going to come fuck you up. That's what happened. I missed yeah, that. that. Okay. So, yeah, that's why. Because then he tells us, he has a meeting with his boys. And he's like, yo, we got to do something about Queen B and her club, man. They fucking us up. I owe these more people a lot of money. Yeah. And they going to want they shit. <laughs> so what are we gonna do about this? What are we gonna do this? And then I think it cuts away. It's back to Queen Bee Club because her and uh, Jimmy Lynch are sitting there chilling. Like, yo, yo, that was a good ass night. We made a lot of money and what, what not. And then you get introduced to I think TC and Java, the two. Like, I guess I don't know if there's like the two main girls in the club or what's going on. But mm-hmm. this is the second thing I had to research on the documentaries. I'm like, I have a feeling about something here. Uh huh. I don't. What, what's... I'll, I'll wait a little bit longer because this was not when uh... the revelation really happened yet. Okay. So, but just know they're introduced, but as they're all chilling and talking, just this random dude just comes in there and just starts, like, knocking over chairs and talking shit. And so, I think Jimmy Lynch steps up and is like, man, who the fuck is this? <laughs> but then another guy comes in with a machine gun. Yeah. For anybody to start something. Yeah. And so, the guy that's knocking over chairs starts talking shit, and he actually goes over to Queen Bee and starts bombing her ass. Literally, yeah, there was a couple bitch slaps in here. That was oh, yeah, he stole her, and then when she was on the ground, he was stomping her and kicking her. She was like, "Damn!" Behind the bar, right? That shit looked real. That last couple kicks, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> they fucked Queen D up though, and basically was like, "Yo, shut this shit down. You about to work for?" Oh, uh, his name was Cavaletti. He's like, "You coming to work for Cavaletti?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, on the way out, dude was like, "Fuck it, take two of the girls, two of his hostages." So they take TC. I think her name was TC uh, in Java. Oh, oh, it's just fun. Actually, I think I think it was as they were leaving, but right after this happens, like she, uh, Queen B gets a phone call, and it's Cavaletti. He calls, and he's basically that's when he's like, "Yo, your shit's fucked. You coming to work for me? I got two of your girls hostage. I'm gonna fucking murder their ass, and then I'm gonna murder your ass. So you might as well get this shit popping." My next note is that it cuts to the girls getting taken into what ha- like looks like a haunted house. Yeah, fucking dungeon or some shit. Yeah, they get, yeah, basically taken to like a torture dungeon, like Saul shit. And then there's in my notes, I put, is this a witch? Like, is this like an old woman? But she, they like make her look like a witch with like that the crazy hair and everything. Yeah, but I guess she's just a crazy old woman. Ah, ah, who was tying her up and shit? Yeah, they tied yeah. T, the TC chick up to like a pole, but then they tied Java up by her ankles and wrists to mm-hmm. this thing with these spikes above her. That if they come down, they're gonna fuck her up. Yeah, so and the funny they, thing is, oh, my bad. My bad, what'd you about to say? I saw the string the whole time, but I never saw the spice. I didn't know what the fuck the string... Oh, you didn't see the spice? No. They kept cutting to him. <laughs> I had no... I must have missed that shit. I was saying, when there was a long together. shot of both of them, you could see the spikes hanging above her. Because <laughs> the whole time, she just staring at spikes. I thought she was... I don't know. I don't know. So I thought they was going to stretch her ass? Yeah, or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I have to say, this is when I find out because... When the, Cause the first thing the old woman does is like she's looking at Java and she like takes her, opens her fucking shirt and her titties fly. Yes. And then so they, and then I think yeah, cause Java basically gets like, well she ain't butt naked, she got bra and underwear on. Then this is this is right here is where I was like, now I'm curious because like she, she has like strong features or she look a lot like her dad or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then when they took her clothes off, she was wearing like briefs and shit. 
So I was like, huh. That's the dark skin one or the light skin one? The light, the one that was under the spikes. Yeah. I just said, now I was like researching a little bit and found out that it was a trans woman, like in real life. Oh, you don't say. So those were fake titties? You had to be. Because it says, like, yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. It says, Sir Lady Java is, I guess, the full stage name. Oh. It says, Sir Lady Java is an American transgender rights activist, exotic dancer, singer, comedian, and actress, active on stage, television, radio, and film from the mid-1960s to around 1980. She is a popular and influential personality in the L.A. area, uh, African-American LGBT community. 76 years old now, still around. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I'm about to read a little bit of this because I'm seeing names pop up that might interest you. Okay. In her early 20s, she moved to Los Angeles, California, where by 1965, she was a mainstay of the nightclub circuit and associated with such figures such as Red Fox, Sammy Davis Jr., Richard Pryor, Rudy Ray Moore, and Don Rickles. Mm -hmm. She was frequently featured in such magazines as Jet, uh, HEP, The LA Advocate, and Variety. Um, in the early fall of 1967, the L.A. Police Department, or LAPD, began shutting down the now-famous Java performances, citing a local ordinance prohibiting the impersonation, oh, this is a quote, prohibiting the, quote, impersonation by means of costume or dress a person of the opposite sex, unquote, and threatening to find clubs that hosted her. Oh, damn. In response, Java picketed Red Fox's club on October 21st and hired the American Civil Liberties Union in a bid to overturn the rule. The courts rejected Java's case with the ACLU, stipulating that only club owners could sue. Rule number nine was ultimately struck down after a separate dispute in 1969. In 1976, she portrayed herself in the Dolomite sequel, Human Tornado. And in 1978, she performed with Lena Horne at a birthday party for nightclub owner and columnist Gertrude Gibson. From the okay. 1980s on, she kept a lower public profile after retiring from performance and recovering from a stroke. She has made her limited return to public life, appearing locally in Southern Cali and giving interviews. In June 2016, she was a guest of honor at the 18th Annual Trans LA Festival alongside C.C. McDonald and has been recognized as a trailblazer. But the only movie she ever did was this one. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, yes. The more you know. So they're locked up with the witch and I take it there. I guess you're to guess that they're being tortured, but the whole time they're, I guess the torture is just them being just stuck in those positions. Yeah. Being hung up to a pole and looking at spikes about to fall down on you. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty scary. Yeah. (laughs) Never know when your time is. Was Shorty on that the the role? Like Um, I don't think she was. I think the role only came when the grenade got put between uh, her legs. I okay. think. Okay. Cause, Cause Java definitely had it worse. Like girl was just tied to a pole. She had yeah. fucking spikes ready to fall yeah. right at the time. Well, which would you rather would you rather go out with a grenade or spikes? I mean, I think a grenade might be quicker. Ah. Unless it just blow your legs off, but I don't ah. know. <laughs> Either way, it's rough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listeners, which way would you like to go out? Would you like to get impaled with spikes, or would you like to get blown the fuck up? I would, man. <laughs> I feel like spikes. The, the, the spikes would like definitely like would impale everything. Maybe if one went yeah. through the forehead, maybe that'd be yeah. instant. Or the heart. Or the heart. That one, I don't know if that'd be instant though. But you don't think? Man, you might have like a little thirty to sixty seconds of ah, living with pain. that shit. Fuck. Especially if, like, the spice or the rash in the way, maybe, like, went through your eye or some shit, too. Ah, fuck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ah. Like, I don't know, man. I might take my chance with the grenade. Me, too. I can, like... Because either way it go, like, even with the grenade, like, even if it did, just be like... Because it was, like, between her legs, like, close to the pussy, so... Yeah. It might have got the upper half, too. Who? It depends, I guess, on the caliber of the grenade, if it would just blow the legs off or just the body would just be gone. Like, what is the ch- time seconds on grenade? Like, why I is think it, it depends, too. I think once uh. you... I think it's normally, like... 15 seconds, maybe? Maybe? 
Because I know they <clears throat> they do the thing where they cook the grenade off, or they'll, they'll pull the thing and they'll hold it for a second and then throw it so that it like basically just on impact. Ah, because you know what, like Call of Duty games, you do that. Ah. You hold the grenade button down, it has that little meter that pops up, and you hold it for a minute, and you throw it right before it gets to the end. I never knew what those were for. Yeah, to cook the grenade off. Oh shit! So that motherfuckers don't have time to pick it up and throw it back at you or like run. It's like the moment it hits, just you're fucked. And that's why I would always wonder how my shit always got, how I always die from my fucking grenade. God damn it! There you I go, guess I PJ. really need to start reading those. Uh, what are they called? What do you call them? Well, you see, this is what happens when you skip the instructions in the in the videos, go. PJ. Yes. You, you gotta watch them sometimes. <laughs> Fuck! I never <laughs> knew that. Ten years later. Right. I feel like I want to go back and play Call of Duty now, just because. Wow. Well, well, well. Well, yes, but, back but to yeah, this. They're down there in Dolomite, and them, they finally get to California. Oh, this is the first time I wrote my notes. I wrote fake Ernie Hudson, which we already talked about, mm-hmm. which was true. It was a fake mm-hmm. Ernie Hudson. They're, like, trying to link up with Queen B and them, but they're, like, they're down at the club, and then they go to her house, and dude's like, yo, ain't nobody in there. They ain't been here all day. Yes. So Dolomite's like, all right, we're going to need some info. We're going to holler at my, my girl Hurricane Annie. Oh, yeah. Comes off stage after singing a beautiful tune. No, no, she's not at Cavalady's club. They go to his club. Yeah, they, they, they go to the club that she's at because they go around getting a bunch of info to try and find her. Yeah. Eventually find her. Like Pete said, that she's on stage and... She co- well, she's coming down off stage, I think, as they come in, because there's some dude that's at the door kind of deboing yeah, a little bit. Yeah, trying to check him a bit. Yeah. Hold on, niggas. He's like, Hurricane Annie is just getting off the stage. You go have a seat, and I'll send her your way. Like, basically, they try oh, to debo their way in, and he's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you treat it like everybody else, homie. You tell me what your business is here, and we will attend to you in that fashion. There you go. A quick and orderly fashion that we see fit. <laughs> yes. But they chop it up with Hurricane, and he introduces her to all the peoples and they're like yo you know what's up with queen b and i think she's like shit man i think she hanging out with cavaletti or something so then they get there and then um they sit down in the seat and you can tell cavaletti kind of mugging him a little bit and i wrote my notes there's a guy that's um damn i can't remember his name but his name was actually on a banner behind the stage it was like i think it was like ben a taylor maybe might have been his name it's his actual musician dude the trio it was that's it was what a trio, i'm talking yeah. about oh Them that song niggas. okay yes yeah, I didn't that hear that shit song That shit touched my soul. And it was only like four bars, but it, the way they sung it, oh <laughs> my gosh. The, yeah, right? Ben and Taylor Trio or something. I think something it's like, like Ben that. A. Taylor Trio, I think is what yeah, it's called. Yeah, yeah. But Hurricanes like tells the dude, like, yo, pass the piano player this note. And mm-hmm. I think the piano player is actually him, Ben Taylor, too. And uh, he comes down, he's talking to him, and they're asking questions. He's like, you know, what is, damn, how does he say it? I wish I could remember because I was laughing. I forget exactly how he says it, but he basically is like, Yo, you know, I don't get paid for nothing but playing the piano. And then she yeah. hands you some money and he starts singing. He's like, oh, yes. Yeah. He's like, he starts singing the information to him. Yes. But he basically tells him, like, yeah, Queen B here. I don't know where she at, but if you stick around, she'll show her up somewhere. Yeah. And she shows up almost immediately right after that. No, well, which we'll call it Dolomite, he went to the bar. And then that's where they met up, remember? Because she had the drinks and shit. And oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They saw her and then they, yeah. Yeah. And then she's like basically telling me, you know, shit's bad, baby. So, man, they ran me out of my club. They whooped my ass. I think she yeah. even says, like, they kicked my ass or something. Mm-hmm. And then as they're talking, though, Cavaletti walks over there and he's like, fuck you doing? You be out here working. You talking to people. Get the fuck out of your job. Yeah. Then he changes his whole tone completely. He's like, um, well, gentlemen, or he's like, well, whatever, fuck. We are next show is about to start, so like you should go sit down and enjoy or something like that. Yeah, this is well, folks. That's what he says. Shit, I can remember. Yeah, they walk off in a smooth fashion. I feel like the portrayal, man, the portrayal of the white and black relations is just so 
spot on. I just can't help but feel that. <laughs> well, it fucked me up. Like I said, with the beginning where, like I said, the black folks up there having their party chilling and the white folks ride by and be like, oh, we need to call the police. That fucked me up immediately from the start. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's not... Like, here, I think it was done as, like, an ex- over-exaggerated joke, but then in 2019, looking at it, like, that's not a joke yeah. no more. That shit's real. Right. And that's why I say, like, that's why I was like, is this, is it, is it wrong that they that we go off of stereotypes, or is it is it's it just... Wrong, it's wrong that people play into stereotypes and make that yeah. shit slightly even resembling truth. Mm, I see. It's like we were talking about earlier with the, like, dating a white woman and shit. It's like, that shit legit scares motherfuckers sometimes. Yeah. Yes, yes, this is true. And then it also works in the opposite effect where like now it like me and you be throwing a party or something, like if I get I get the house and shit and you throw a party, now we gotta worry about motherfuckers riding by trying to be calling police on us and shit. When jokes become the reality, it's all bad. Yeah. It's all bad. But yeah, after this though, um it cuts to let's see, the one of the first scenes that made me like burst out laughing at the house. Dolomite Hurricane Andy, I guess, go back to the crib, I probably her spot looked like man out there basically about to get they fuck on. I forget exactly yeah. I think this is the scene I was trying to remember. I think it was here, though, when they were talking. But there's a poster on the wall next to, like, behind Dolomite that has, like, the Zodiac signs. Yes. And it said different strokes for different folks. Yes. And the Zodiac sign had a different sex position in it. Yes. And I was wondering, I don't know if you remember, this might be a deep cut for you, but in Black Dynamite, there's, a, like, during the sex scene, like, it cuts to, like, cartoon versions of the dude and the girl yes, in Black Dynamite. Yes, in the astrology world and shit. Yeah, with the... Yeah. Yeah, so I was wondering, because he said, like, he watched a bunch of these movies before he made Black Dynamite. I wonder if he saw that poster and was like, yo, that might be a good idea for the sex scene. Take that and use the poses and, like, had a sex scene doing that. So I wonder if that influence came from this movie. You're on to something there. I don't know. I think it's so, because I was looking at it the whole time. I wouldn't pay attention to what they were talking about. So I was looking at the Zodiac signs and the positions, yeah. trying to figure out if those were the same ones they did in that movie. Because that shit, yeah, there was... That's a great scene, by the way. The one in Black Dynamite. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> oh, this is a great scene, too. This shit had me rolling. Because it, it shows them, like, getting undressed and shit. And I guess this is where you get, like, the full frontal, like, coochie shot. Which is, like, the hairy, though, yeah. so you can't see much. But She goes and, like, oh, yeah. So they start, they start kissing and everything first. Mm-hmm. And then... She already knows what's up. She gives no fucks. So she just goes over to the bed, gets undressed, eyeing this guy all smooth and shit. Like you said, coochie shot, and she just lays down. Then here comes Dolo by a nice, smooth nigga just comes, <laughs> lays right down beside. And they start, hold on. What? This is the shit that made me laugh right here. The fuck was the, what, what, what is that? Okay, I, I, I'll have to explain this in details. I don't know what the fuck this was either. <laughs> I was thinking, okay, let me just explain it first. But they're laying in the bed together. You think they're going to start fucking. But then it cuts to them like, there's like these little strings, these little pull strings that are coming from like the head Pulleys, yeah. Or pulleys, yeah. And they're pulling on them and there's like laughing and shit. And I was like, yo, I'm like, what the fuck is that? I ain't never seen no shit like that. But I was thinking maybe that's like some type of exercise shit to do before you start fucking, like to loosen you up or something. Like, I don't fucking know. Because he says, uh, like, you know, he does the, ah, uh, all right, fuck that shit, baby. Let's, I can make this feel better than that or what like, I got something better than this shit yeah so what the we, we exercising before we, we get I, so I'm guessing or maybe or it's we... like to loosen your up oh. ah. hold on a second this might be the snake on the phone hold okay. on a second ah, gotcha. well Hello? I feel like I haven't done this in a minute ladies and gentlemen welcome back to Peace Corner I would like to say thank you and extend all of the gratitude and praise to everybody who has checked up on us through Twitter I have Recently become active again. Um, everything is going swell. I think you heard about what happened 
But thank you for, oh, y'all haven't heard what happened yet because that episode hasn't dropped yet. But once y'all do, I'm sure more condolences will be brought in. And, you know, we thank you for that. That is why we have y'all as hustlers to listen. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. In other news, I have an audition today, guys. I didn't know that I was going to try to become a fucking actor. While I was down here in Atlanta, you know, I just, it was a random shit, wound up applying, and I got a call back the, for today, the day after I applied. So, see where the fuck that leads me. You might see me on your TV screen very soon. Ha, 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 ha. Then, oh yeah, everybody, every, all of you hustlers out there, we're on. It's go time. Do you know what that means? It's world domination, baby. I don't want to speak, you know, on anything that's not going to happen because it is going to happen. And y'all are definitely more than happy. We're going to have to vlog, okay? I don't want to say too much about the particulars of the particular situation. Me and the homie old school are making a trip to somewhere that we have always talked about going. It could be, you know, Canada. It could be, you know, California. It could be, you know, Texas. We're going somewhere, okay? We know where we're going. I just want y'all's minds to wonder. I can't give you all the particulars of the particular situation. But this is happening. And I feel like we need to vlog because <sighs> if the acting shit pops off, right? Or not even, I know nothing's going to pop off. I know that takes time. But we go out to Cali, right? We might bump some elbows. We go to Canada. We might bump some elbows. You know, Drake's up there. Houston. <laughs> That's where, what, what's her name? Sound like an old guy right now. Uh, Megan the Stallion. She's popping. Might bump some elbows. We are, hey, options are unlimited. The takeover is unlimited. But yes, I digress. I would like to thank you for staying in Peace Corner. I would like to thank you for your patronage, all of you patrons out there. I would like to thank you for your consistency and always choosing to listen to us on Friday or whatever the fuck day you happen to listen. Thank you. It means a lot. Oh, and also, I apologize for my technical difficulties. It's like the computer and then me not being technical savvy at all. I'm trying to learn. But it's just, I fucked up. Or the computer fucked up. But that's why the last week's episode came out. But this Dolomite shit, wait till this shit drops. I got something planned for that shit. And that's going to rock y'all's world. But oh, shit. we're back for Peace Corner. They haven't had a Peace Corner in a minute. I figured Not I just... Yeah, go back. You have to edit out a part, but then... Oh, yeah, okay. they'll get the right, Yeah, I'll chop this as needed. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, my bad, I'm looking, I'm waiting on this dude to call me about this interview. I thought that was him, but it ended up being some asshole about some bullshit. So I'm like, well, I'll just use this as my piss break. There you go. <laughs> Let's try and get back to, what was I saying last, P? My bad. Uh, I, I don't know. We went off oh, on the tangent. Oh, we were talking about the strings. Yes. You know, on the oh, bed. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know what the pulleys were on that bed. Okay. But, yeah, then it goes into, um, and you know what? In my notes, I had to change it because I wrote that Dolomite fucks Annie, but he technically doesn't. At least they don't show it. Because after a while, after they do the pulley thing, he starts eating the pussy out real good. 
Yeah. Because it just shows, it shows him go down and off camera. And then the, the most of the scene after this is just her making like, you know, the orgasm, like yeah. sex faces into the camera. And yeah. then I guess just in case she didn't know what the fuck he was doing, there's shots cut in there of, of uh, Dolomite eating like a, some chicken or something yeah. at a restaurant and cut in between the shit. So just to let you know he's eating. Hey. And he's doing it and doing it and doing it well. Oh, She looks like she's like, they're, they're popping them. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. And then it cuts right after to them laying side by side and him eating a banana. Well, it's not him eating one. She, he's eating like an apple or some shit. Oh, yeah. And she's like, because I was thinking this was going to lead to like them fucking or something because mm-hmm. she's like, um, I'm doing the banana. And she's like acting like she's about to bite it. But then she hurries up and shoves it into uh, Dolomite's mouth. Yes. Yes. And that's the end of the scene. Yeah, I like how he did that. That was very clever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after this, though, the sheriff is um. Oh, did we skip something? Uh huh. No, we didn't. Okay. Um, the sheriff pops up to the I guess the local police station and is like, "Yo, I'm looking for this nigga, and he I know he's here somewhere." He's like, "Oh, who are you looking for?" And he gives him all the info. So then the police chief or whatever the fuck he is, he calls um Blakely. The detective from the first movie that Dolomite escaped the the bad cops and shit. Yes. And the whole time that Blakely's on the phone talking to the, the police chief or whoever, like there's like him and some chick, I guess, are like about to start doing some freak shit. It looks like they're actually like, I don't know if they're in an office or something. That's what it looks like, though. It's just like a table and a desk and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, dude was like, hey, man, look, I got a case for you. It's like a homicide. And he's like, man, fuck that. I'm not, you know, tomorrow I'll start my vacation. I'm chilling. Yeah. He's like, Oh, it involves this guy named Dolomite or something. He's like, he kind of looks at the phone like, what? And he just hangs it up. Right. And then he grabs the girl, puts her on the desk and starts pegging it, taking his pants off. Like, I'm about to smash right. right. Get this case Quit. started. Yeah, yeah. Fuck what you talk about right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then after this, like, I don't know where it kind of caught me off guard. There's like a pimp dude that's like just cruising up the street. And then all of a sudden, I think, oh, no, he starts getting chased. He like, he's in the car. But then, like, I think there's a car that's broke down in the street, so the pimp gets out the car and starts running on foot. But then uh, these dudes fucking catch up with him and smoke his ass. Everybody, I, I might as well just say it's Cavaletti's dudes. They catch up and smoke him. That's when you saw more of the squibs pop off. Oh, and that was the brother. It was somebody's brother, not, no, like, main character. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the pimp got super, like, shot in the back, like, three times, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a scene here where Queen B gets a call from Cavaletti's wife, and she's like... Yo, you need y'all bitches need to be over here ASAP or some shit like that. And Dolomite's listening in on the other end. And I think she said something smart to her on purpose so that Cavalady would get the phone and he starts going hard about, you know, oh, you better bring your asses down here. I'm going to kill them black bitches or something I got. And so Dolomite's hearing it. And he's like, just basically letting Dolomite hear what's really popping so he can know that he need mm-hmm. to fuck dude up. Yeah, yeah, he came back like, all right, as long as I know they still alive, we can put a plan into action. And so before that, though, he goes off on this little... So, this is where, it's, if I'm not mistaken, he goes to save. No, he has to find out where they live, right? Yeah, but there's like a so quick scene before that, dog. Just say, because you have already brought it up. But Blakely is out, like, doing his thing. And these dudes run up and like, yo, 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 we got to holler at you, man. My brother got shot. And he's like, what? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, and it was Cavaletti's dudes. He's like, Cavaletti's dude shot your brother? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, then he's getting info from them. Because you'll yeah. find out later that he's been trying to, like, nail Cavaletti, like, put him in jail. So, he's like, oh, oh, Cavaletti did that shit? Yeah. He takes that eventually back to his boss. He's like, hey, this yeah. is, we out in Pasadena with it. Cavaletti never go bust him and shit. And then, at the same time, what happens? Dolomite goes to find where Cavaletti's yep. keeping him. Yeah, my note just says Dolomite gets info from Basehead is what I wrote down. Ah, yes, yes, yes. How does he know that? He 
they have a what are they at brunch or some shit? I don't remember where the fuck they at. Honestly, I forget where. But they doing something. Yeah, he gets the info, and so he goes somehow directly to. Oh, oh, because I think he's actually a Dolomite's crib. Because that's what it was. He was like Dolomite, look like he had just woke up. He's like drinking coffee or tea or something. He asked him a question. The dude was like, "Yo, I need some money." He puts money on the counter. The dude reaches for it. He pours the hot coffee or whatever on his hand. He's like, "Nah, info first, then you get the money." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's like. Basically, you know, don't nobody know a whole lot about Cavaletti, but I know where like his uh, because he got a wife, but he got this little side chick. He's like, I know where his side chicks stay at. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, where?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." She's like a real nymphomaniac, like sex crazed and shit. So don't nobody say, "Oh, okay, I can work with that." Basically. Yeah. So then after that, you cut to this big ass house. Oh. Yeah. Shit, I get it. Yes, the house. Why? What? When? She came with the painting, and he was like, hey, let me... We can go into a little bit more detail for the listeners, P. Ah, okay, okay. So, he arrives at the house. He's mm-hmm. dressed as a salesman. Yeah, he's doing like a fake accent, too. I don't know what accent he's trying like to do. Like an African accent, I thought. Oh, is that what he was supposed to do? I didn't know what he was doing. He asked if uh, he could sell her something. At first, she said no, and she tried to collect the door. He said, hey, ma'am, 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 are you Miss Cavaletti? She said, yes. Well, I have this here painting. Break it out the, the what is it, the little painting bag and shit. And mm-hmm. it's a man and a woman and like a... It's a white woman and a black man. There so we that's go. the key to yes, it. Yes, yes. And they're in like an Adam and Eve position. Yeah, they're entwined with each other like... Yeah. yeah. And he's asking... At first it's like, do you like this or something? And that sends her into he this... Goes, do you like my painting, Miss Cavalletti? That's it. Yes. Do you like my painting? And it sends her into this translucent like state. Yeah, she just she like starts... the horny level just immediately spikes... <laughs> Two maximum levels, like it's off the charts. Yes, yes. Starts. She, yeah, because she like unbuttons her bra herself and shit. Yeah, she takes her titties out, starts rubbing on them and like like tweaking the nipples and shit. Yeah, and then eventually that leads to her. She has a dream sequence. Yes, she's in a. uh, What are I want to say they're they're trophies because that's essentially no. it, It says what they are on the box. The dream sequence is she's laying in the bed and it's kind of like a playroom. And then there's a box that says toys on it. And then it's like a toy box. Oh, I didn't catch it. Yeah, it's a toy box, Pete. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. (laughs) The black men start coming up one by one out the toy box ever so slowly. She's their dick shot coming up too. Yeah, the strongest saving for the, I guess, you know, the stallion of them all. <laughs> Her main toy. That shit had know. me dying though. They was getting out doing poses. The one dude did yes. a pose and looked toward the camera or something like that. I was yes. You see me, baby? Check out these guns right here. But to further yes. explain a little, just real quick so they understand and be like, what the fuck are they talking about? She's laying on the, she's laying on three blocks to actually spell out bed. Yes, and there's these. The toy box opens up, and, and it's like four black dudes, like like built muscular dudes, like come out butt ass naked. Yeah, and she's just looking at him like, yeah, yeah, come here, baby. And they're like, yeah, PJ said it's just. <laughs> and then that leads to them. What are they diving in? Is that was supposed to be the next? Well, before before they dive in, there's like a scene where they're they're all kind of like they're almost looking like statues because they're just standing there ah, not moving. Yes. And she's just going to each and every one of them, like, rubbing on their chest and kissing them shit. Kind of like she's a kid in Willy Wonka fucking chocolate factory yes. and shit. She's just like, I don't know where to begin. It all looks so good, you know? God damn it. Yes, yes. And then eventually... She slides down a slide. 
Yeah. And she likes doing a super like hard smile into the camera. And then after that, she like lays on her back. And then the guys are coming down the slide like face first doing like a Superman pose and shit. Yeah. And then as they're coming down, before they come down the slide, they're saying like, where, where is Kevin Lady hiding my girls? And then they slide down like they diving into the pussy. Yeah. And it's like four of them. So it does it four times. And each time they do it, she's just like laying there like reaching up for them like, come here. But then the fourth time. The last guy does it. He dives in. But then it cuts to Dolomite and Gurley actually fucking. Yes. And I guess he, he's like. Room. Tearing that shit the fuck up. But he's wearing her shit out. <sighs> yes. Like fucking the shit out of her because. Like we're not saying that to be crude. No, we're really fucking serious. And stuff. Like he's yes. fucking her up. Yes. Because like the, the, the whole room is shaking. And then at one point the ceiling caves down on top of him. Yes. And this is where like strings galore in this motherfucking scene. You see strings That's on it. everything. Yes, moving. I see it. It's like they didn't give a fuck about the, uh, yeah, the candle string next to the, as it was resting right on Right in the front of the camera. Fucking, yes. I was like, Reminded ah. me of breaking again. <laughs> Like damn, man, that's Two okay. Two movies in a row with blatant strings. Boom, but it's okay because he had to put in that work in order to get the information that he needed. Did you see like two by four stick from off screen getting pushed into the bed to make it move too? There was a big ass stick that was coming no. from off camera. <laughs> Yeah, there was a big stick that was blatantly in the camera that day was using to move the bed that you can blatantly see in the camera just pushing the bed. Wow, no, this no, the no. Best. <sighs> oh, and real quick too, um, from that documentary, I guess Jimmy Lynch is the one that rigged all that shit up. The dude that was singing, I was telling you about. He's the one that set that scene up with all the like the ceiling and all that type of because he knew how to do uh, that shit. You don't say. Mm-hmm. A man of many talents. Okay. There you go. Give it up for Jimmy Lynch. But yeah, yeah, he sm- he smashes her up real good, and then um, I-, I guess at one point he must be eating her pussy again. He must have a dynamite tongue on their ass or something. Mm-hmm. She's like hanging off the bed, and he's like in between her legs, and she just starts saying, "What did she say?" She's like, "They're at the house on the hill in Pasadena." She just keeps repeating it over and over, but then she passes out. The house on the hill in Pasadena. And that was all the info Dolomite fucking needed. He found the house on the hill in Pasadena. Just imagine waking up and after being passed out and just seeing the whole room collapse. Like, what the fuck happened here? Man, that was... You ever, you ever made a girl pass out before, PJ? If we're counting, like, go to sleep right after, yes. <laughs> I have a technique to make him do that. <laughs> Special technique called yes. shadow boxing. <laughs> Which is what fucking Dolomite starts doing. This guy turns into fucking... Who does he turn into? He's Bruce Lee mixed with Bruce Leroy mixed with fucking the new Ninja Turtles. This guy has his... It's his his go-to thing. I got a a story with that shit too. But like PJ, so I'm going to get to it in a second. But um, Blakely... Oh, not Blakely, my bad. What's the, uh, the police chief dude? Because the sheriff comes back and he's like basically trying to check him like, yo, so what's up with that Dolomite situation? And the dude is like, who, who the fuck are you coming in here trying to tell me how to do my motherfucking job? And he's like, well, you better. Oh, because he tells him I got my best uh, detective on the job. He's like, you got a nigga looking for a nigga? Ah, around here, we don't call them niggas. Sir. Yeah, he actually defends <laughs> boys. Like, around here, we don't call them niggas. Dude, we just have fine police officers. I like, like that. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't yeah. expect that. Right, because earlier in the movie he did say like when he was describing Dolomite he did say like Negro he called him Negro instead of Black but I guess back then I think they just did that shit honestly but right it was still a thing but that's when when he said that, I was like oh he on that bullshit but then he said this I'm like oh I guess not Queen B and them they get another call from I think Cavalier's wife and this time it's like yo we're having a party tonight you need to get you you and all your girls need to bring your asses over here tonight they're actually cool with it though because they're, they're having have a plan to fuck Cavalier up. 
Yeah, put the plan into action, baby. And while they're sitting there planning, you get down. This dude comes in, and she's like, Howard Jackson. She does, like, the fake surprise face. It's a real karate dude. Oh. This, this guy is actually, like, karate champion. I guess been in oh. tournaments and shit like that. Which will okay. lead into my note I was telling you about earlier. I'm going to get to when we get to Dolomite doing his karate shit. Yeah. After Howard Jackson get there, they get picked up in the car. Him and uh, what's his name? Him and Jimmy Lynch was having beef, though. Because when he came in, Jimmy Lynch was like, oh, this that nigga. He's like, man, I'll take out my dick and beat him to death with it. Yes. And dude just like straight with straight face was like, we'll see about that. <laughs> and your boy Jimmy Lynch was like, oh. That right, nigga's serious. He ain't joking. He'll fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'll let you talk about it, though, because, yeah, this is when Dolomite goes and fights the guards, though. He's got his own version of, like, monkey styles. Yeah, the drunken monkey. Yeah, the drunken monkey. And he comes with the monkey fist. I don't know how he does it, but he winds up taking out all the security guards one by one while adding his signature. <sighs> Shaking, shaking the lips real hard. Yes. Well, yes. Too, on top of that, though, he's also they also got the ADR voice. There's like an ADR like background of him just going like, hur, 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 yes, hur. yes, trying to hit it. Yes. Now look, because I'm like, oh man, when I heard that shit. But then the fun fact I had about this, I was telling you about those. I, I guess your boy Howard Jackson, real karate dude. I guess when he mm-hmm. first saw this shit, he was like, oh word. He's like you basically making fun of my fucking art form and shit ah, that I'm doing. So he wasn't damn. feeling it at first. Uh, but then in the, the doing the documentary said eventually he came around though because he thought about things like it's a fucking comedy well, I don't know fuck it yeah. they're going to do dumb shit yeah. and not take it as serious so then he wasn't as annoyed about it but I guess at first he was like oh for real this is what we doing though I mean he should have been able to see in his nunchuck fighting scene that it wasn't hey, man he should see, if he saw the, he apparently didn't watch the first movie <laughs> ah, well, remember yeah. the whole ending was that when he ripped yeah. the dude's stomach out and shit but yeah, he fights all the guards at the crib, and he even at one point does this little super jump where he like jumps up in the air and it's like in slow motion, and he like gets up onto this like uh, what the fuck you call this shit? Like up on the ledge, yeah. And he's doing a bunch of collars and shit, but then he jumps back down, right? Immediately back down. So it was like he just jumped up there just to show off, I guess. Yes, he had the hops, yeah. But then yeah, he goes, he finally gets inside, he fucks the dudes up, and he's trying to save the girls because at this point. One of the dudes, one of the guards watching the girls and put a candlestick under the rope holding the spikes above Java. So she going to get fucked up. So he finally gets in there and just in the nick of time, pull. Because I was wondering at first, he like starts pulling. I'm like, oh, why don't you just like, I'll grab the thing. But I guess that wouldn't have made much sense. He did it the smarter way. He just pulled her from under the shit. I said, hey, eliminate the whole, you know, possibility of the spikes. Yeah. And then like hey. you said, girlie had a grenade. They put a grenade between the other girl's thighs and put the yes. little log under her so that she would have a hard time balancing. They're like, hey, hey, try and stay, stay up on your feet. <laughs> yeah, fucked up. That's fucked up. So she's like, yo, he's got the key inside his pants. Uh, Cause he actually broke the dude's neck. He like grabbed him. He full Nelson even broke his neck from behind. The yeah. little guard dude. I was like, damn. Yeah, that was some strong shit. And that fucking Foley background noise was like, kr, 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 kr. he yeah. cracked the fuck out of him. Spinal. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back is broken. What a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. He ain't made that bitch. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> But then uh, he gets to, he tells girls, like, don't move. He grabs the grenade. It was funny. He just grabbed it and kind of just flung it to the side. Like, it was like, whatever. Because I'm thinking it was, he grabbed it, it was going to explode. I thought he was going to try and grab it with the fucking thing. And then, like, oh, I guess that's kind of what he yeah. did. He just hurried up and grabbed it and flung it. Yeah, there you go. He looked at that shit, too. Like, all right, yeah. Just, he just kind of threw it just like it was like, yeah. like a piece of trash. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. It's nothing. But then they cut to them being on the ground and shit. 
Like somehow it. Oh yeah, in between the grenade getting thrown and blown up, he like threw him on the ground, and I guess they got on top of him to try and yeah. cover him up or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, they're all okay. Yeah, they're all okay, and then they fight their way out because there's a bunch yes. of bars coming. They're fighting. I think the TC she goes and starts whooping ass like immediately. She like fucked bullshit. That's what I I commend them on the female fight scenes because that shit. Yeah, remember the first scene had them too. First scene, they was fucking up dudes at the end of that club. Oh, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, then Dolomite gets a couple hits in, but then Java, he's about to fuck with somebody. Java's like, nah, nah, let me get my hits in. <laughs> runs up smiling like, yeah, I'm about to whoop that ass. There we go, baby. Yes. <laughs> so then uh, after that, though, cut back to the party, and I think Queen B and them are arriving and getting in there. And on the outside, uh, Jimmy Lynch and them are like fucking with the, they got some caterers coming. They're like, hey, hey, you need some help or some shit like that. And then they whoop their ass and take their clothes and they get into the party disguised as the caterers. Yeah. And while this is going on, I guess in the party, they're having some little nunchuck dude come in there, I guess, like as a display of his skill or some shit. I don't know what the fuck they doing. So it's just some random nunchuck dude and just like a speedo in there just flinging the nunchucks around. He was supposed to be a champion. I think he was like some actual dude. But while they're inside doing that, Hurricane Annie goes out back with this dude because this dude is trying to secure that shit hard. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, why don't you come outside or something? And she ends up murking his ass and, like, throwing him in the pool and shit. Yeah. But then after that, though, I think somebody, I forget who it was that came. Was it Queen Bee that came outside with her or somebody else? Because somebody's out there with her because there's a dude that comes by and he's like, you killed Red. Nobody's been able to do that. And he's like, come with me because he's going to kill him, I guess. But he ain't going to do it, I guess, in front of the crowd or something. I don't fucking know. But right before he's about to kill Hurricane Annie and whoever else is with her, fucking Java comes in with the uh, pistol and burks. Oh, I said burks. Bucks his ass. So he's Yes, dead. yes. And then from this point on, it just becomes like a big ass brawl in the house. Like almost like the end of the first movie, it's just a big fight scene. Yeah, yeah. Fight your way out. Because at one point, I know there's a scene like, I think Jimmy Lynch is this big fat dude. Jimmy Lynch is just whooping on, like punching his stomach a bunch of times. And dude just bonks him on the head and knocks him the fuck out. And then Howard Jackson, of course, is in there to getting all the karate shit on. And then uh, Ernie Hudson knocks some dude out. And then some chick like breaks a vase on his head or something. And he just kind of turns around. And he's just like, all right, this is what we yeah. do. So he grabs her with one arm. And then he just starts spanking her with the other arm and sh- or other hand and shit. Yes, my guy. That's a funny guy. <laughs> ah, yes. And then Dolomite has his face off with the nunchuck dude. And he ends up whooping his ass. I, yeah, it kills him. Because I was wondering how this happened because he gets the nunchucks from him. And he wraps them around the back of his neck. Yeah. He's like choking him out from the back of his neck. I don't I know. I figured it was like that. He just I can't, maybe the he crossed him. him. Yeah. It didn't look like he crossed him, though. That's, hey. Maybe I'm tripping, though. Filmmaking. There you go. <laughs> but then um, after he chokes him out, though, he takes the nunchucks from behind his neck and he just punches him square in the throat, like hard as fuck. Yeah. And blood is coming out, so I guess he's dead. That's, there goes that one. And then um, there's a dude that. It's funny, there was a guy that was knocked out, but right after he punches dude in the throat, he just kind of like instantly wakes the fuck up. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, I got a gun. Yeah, here you go. He just sits up, pulls out the chopper, but then uh, the little younger cat that's in Dolomite's crew is like, yo, Dolomite, watch out. And he takes the bullet for him. The guy who got him the taxi ride. Yeah, that dude, yeah. The hitchhiking guy, yeah. So then Ernie Hudson, I guess, I didn't know until this point, but I guess that was his brother. I don't know if he's calling him brother or brother quotations and shit. But the way he was talking, I guess it might have been his blood brother the way he was yeah, talking about that. Yeah, So then Ernie Hudson gets his super acting game on. Yes. Why, man? Why? You know? Come on, man, stop playing, man. He just, he just fucking around. Yeah, he's playing. <laughs> and then the best, my favorite part of the whole scene, though, is my boy Jimmy Lynch is just like, he dead. Can you hear me? Oh, it's your brother, Bo. Talk to me, man. Jimmy. Oh, 
<laughs> did you see uh did you see him oh when Jimmy was out there my bad what's up he was smothering him like he was trying to when, as he was grabbing him and holding him into his chest he had to keep he was moving his head like oh he had to he hold his head in place his, yeah he I had didn't notice that damn oh, he was trying to breathe up the side of his like, mouth what fucking movie supposed to be dead you were <laughs> yeah well you wasn't here for it but me and Brendan watched that um expect no mercy movie and we were clowning because mm-hmm. this dude got killed but then when they, they had this, I don't know why they kept the shot on him so long, but he was supposed to be dead and that motherfucker's chest was blatantly just moving up and down. He was breathing hard. Come on, guys. At least hold your breath. You it's like, on. what are you doing? Because it was, it was so bad to the point, like I said in the episode, like I thought he was coming back. I didn't think he was really dead. I thought that was showing that he wasn't really dead. That's how bad it was. I'm like, oh, he was supposed to be dead? It was blatant right there. Like, I oh, yeah, blatant. He come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But damn, I didn't even notice that in this movie. But now the dude next to him wasn't Jimmy Lynch. It was the other cat in that crew. The whole time he's crying, he just kept saying, like, kind of under his breath, like, he's dead. So, yeah. But you know, he's just doing this. So, like, he's gone. He's, and he starts it. getting a little bit louder as the scene is like, he's gone, bro. Like, he's dead, bro. But then I wrote that um, Hurricane Annie actually, I think, yeah, she runs into the room with the Nifo chick that Dolomite fucked in the house. And she whoops her ass. Because I guess she's trying to find Cavaletti, but Gurley, I think, is just in there. And she, like, is on the bed, like, fucking her up. And there's, like, a shot of her doing, like, the little kind of, like, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I just did that shit, bitch. Because yeah. then yeah. she like licks her finger and like does a little thing like, you got served, motherfucker. Ah, yes, 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 yes. But then at this point, the cops arrive and, you know, they're shutting shit down. But Blakely is with him. And he's like, you know, where's Cavalletti? Where's Dolomite? And he looks out the window and he's like, shit, they're outside. So then um, they, I think they're going outside to chase him down. Oh, because the sheriff is there. So the sheriff runs out there and tries to chase him. But Dolomite then got Cavaletti inside the car and he drove him to the torture place because he ties up the old woman and he... Uh, ties Cavaletti down to the table and he gets these rats and he puts them near his dick and ah, he lets the rats loose and you find yes. out that the rats are chewing up his nuts or his dick yes. because um, I think it's Blakely and the sheriff and them to come they get to the spot but Dolomite just kind of ducked off in the corner in plain sight but I guess they were so focused on dude they didn't see him he just he makes ducks his out the exit. back yeah because he told Cavaletti, he said, you may not die, but you won't wish you was dead or some mm-hmm. shit. I think while they're all standing, the sheriff gets the idea. He's like, nah, Dolomite can't be that far away or something like that. So they run outside. And I think it's like a little it's a little baby car chase because the sheriff ends up catching Dolomite. Because for some reason, Dolomite, oh, I know why. It's not for some reason. But he gets out of the car and the sheriff gets out too. And the sheriff plugs Dolomite in the back and he falls to the ground. Ah, Yeah. 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 And then the chef gets he's like, Yeah, I got you, nigga. Something like that. And he shoots yeah. him two more times in the back. Mm-hmm. And then he finally he looks around and he's like, Yeah, I get the fuck out of here. And he That's speeds it. off. Mm-hmm. So then you're thinking, like, Oh shit, Dolomite just got fucking lit up. But there's a sequel to this movie, so you know he ain't got dead. Get the fuck out of me. Because he turn, he like kind of moves and he like looks to the side, make sure the coast is clear. And he gets up and he starts laughing. And now he's he not even, I don't think he says anything. Actually, he's just laughing as he's taking <laughs> off his jacket and then got the bulletproof vest on. <laughs> yes. And then that, then the credits start. Right? It? Like it just freeze frame of him like laughing, opening up the, the shirt and shit. It reminded me of Michael Jackson's Thriller, how that shit ended. It's <laughs> <laughs> a freeze frame. Hell yeah! All you yeah. laughing and shit. Yeah, as it just freeze framed out. Like okay, that was a little creepy, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I guess that's, that was the whole point. He let the sheriff get the plugs on him so that he would think he was dead and get the fuck away from him. Boom. Yeah, that, that was the human tornado, man. Yeah. I'm curious. When did the next Dolomite? Because I swear the next Dolomite movie, there's like just a humong- humongous jet. Damn, I can't talk. A big gap. Fuck. Between, <laughs> I can't talk for some reason. Humongous gap. Yes. Yes. And I think it's like 2002 when the next one come out. <laughs> Who plays that? It's still Rudy Ray Moore. Oh, shit. When did he die? 2008, maybe? Yeah, it's uh, from 2002. It's called The Return of Dolomite, a.k.a. The Dolomite Explosion. Oh. Yeah, there's Shaolin Dolomite in between there, but that's not technically. That's like a weird little mashup type thing. Yeah, he was born March 17th, 1927 and died October 19th, 2008 in Akron, Ohio. Oh. You know what I'm Yeah, I think he fucked with Ohio. He might have been living here, actually, but... Yeah, but uh, he was 81 years old. That's good. That's a long life. That's good. Yeah. All right, PJ. Yeah. I guess we'll play promo. Mm-hmm. May play advertising or something. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. But I do know that we'll be right back. All right. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we... I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. PJ. Yes. What'd you think about that? Well, you know what? Before we get to this, let me throw these up because there's a couple facts I didn't get to throw in there that I got from the documentary. I'm going to just throw them in. Okay. Okay. Most of the sets in this movie were actually filmed at a fucking hotel that Rudy Ray Moore was staying at and are living in, I think is what they said. So like the whole bottom floor, like the dungeon and then I think the the spot where they were having a big fight scene, all that was in a hotel. I think is what they were saying. Wow. And then you you won't know this name, but there's a guy... The cinematographer was talking about how there were a bunch of different people that filmed this movie. One of the cats was named Dean Cundy. And a lot of dudes that like know a lot of deep movie shit know that name. I'm pretty sure Dean Cundy is the one that shot The Thing, the movie that we watched where they were like in Antarctica and shit. Ah, you don't say. Yeah. Oh, he was a cinematographer for Jurassic Park. Which one? The first one. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm going to just throw some shit out there for you. Like, just, just think he was a cinematographer on this movie. And then he also did, just off the top of this list... Jurassic Park, Apollo 13, Escape from New York, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He worked on the Flintstones movie, worked on Back to the Future Part 3. Yeah, okay. And then he even directed Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Ah, okay. So, yeah, this and he worked on this movie. That's nice. That's nice, I must say. That's pretty dope. Because they said Dean Cundy, and I'm thinking, like, that has to be the one because <laughs> it's the one I know. Oh, oh, yeah, it says, I'm looking on IMDb, it says, Uncredited Human Tornado, so that's the same dude. Damn. He also directed photography on a movie called Black Shampoo that I think is on our Patreon list that we'll get to eventually. Uh-oh. So. Okay. Black Shampoo. Yeah. Hmm. So they got that. Oh, and then I wrote that um, Ernie Hudson talked about how after he did this movie, I guess he was with some, like, big agency at the time. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess they saw him in this movie and was like, nah, we can't do it, bro. So they, I think he, because this movie, he actually got like booted from his agency. Oh, shit. But he said it was fine because he ended up getting picked up by another agency. And then, of course, went on to do like Ghostbusters and shit. So he's, he was basically like, fuck it, everything happened for a reason, bro. Yeah. Damn. Like, that didn't happen. Maybe I wouldn't have got Ghostbusters. Who the fuck know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. Damn. And then, um, I guess from, you know, doing his movies and all that shit, getting some fame to him. He actually, Rudy Ray Moore was actually asked to be in The Exorcist Part 2, The Heretic. But he said he turned it down because he was like, shit, compared to the money y'all offering me, I'm putting out my own movies and I'm making way more. Like, this, I didn't have the numbers for this movie, but it made, he, they said uh, millions. They didn't give oh. an exact number. And the first one did too. Huh? That's all you need, for real. Shit. He said he regretted it at the time, though, because that would have been a step up into, like, the big leagues. Because Exorcist 2 was a big movie. Yeah. So he said he kind of regretted not doing it. But at the time, he's just like, shit, I'm making more money doing my own shit. Why the fuck would I do yours? I can't be mad at that. Yeah. And then the last thing I got here was that this movie was in the top 12 grossing films of 1976. So this movie was in the top 12 movies that made the most money that year. That says a lot. So people make fun of my boy and talk shit about these movies, but they were making money, bro. <laughs> like, right. That's why he made so many. You know, he made like four or five of them. But so yeah, that's, so that's all my little fun facts, interesting tidbits and whatnot. Trivia. There you go. So PJ, after all this said and done, what did you actually think about the movie? Your opinion. It got me. I can look past the fact that it was made in whatever year. I can mm-hmm. look past all the... The acting and the, you know, <laughs> film, uh, film. Cinematography, whichever Cinematography, one. yes, yes. It's a, uh, man, it's Rudy Ray Moore. I, I don't know. It's, it, it got me hyped. I was, um, <laughs> uh, it's like, it's a nine. Ah, okay. So you, final answer, nine? Final answer. I'm with you. I'm giving ah. it a nine, too. I fucking okay. love it. You already know I fuck with these movies heavy yeah. anyway. That's why I had to, I've owned these movies several times. I had them. They had them at Walmart bins years ago on DVD for like five bucks. Bought them separate on DVD. Mm. Then bought the Dolomite box set because that was the only way to get the third Dolomite movie. And now I got them on Blu-ray. So I've owned these movies several fucking times. Because <laughs> I love these joints, man. Dedication. Like, it's the goofiness. Like I said, people all the time, it's supposed to be a comedy. It's supposed to be dumb as fuck anyway. Yes. That's why I look past all the, like, you know, strings and people pushing boards and all the yeah. fucking continuity errors and whatnot. Like I said, my man's... Got his brother posing as him, looking nothing like him with the, the shiniest ball cap in the world. Gotta do what all, I gotta do, baby. Exactly. <laughs> Asked the charm of the filmmaking. Yeah. So it's definitely, like, if you're a fan, like I said, of, like, cheesy, bad movies and shit, you can't, you, may, you really can't go wrong with none of his fucking movies. They're all oh, fun yes. trash. So I definitely recommend you go check this shit out. If you got the Brown Sugar app, it's like I do, it's on there. There you go. Now let's look back. What did we give Dolomite, though? I will say I do like this one better than... The first one. A lot of people do, honestly. Even uh, Rudy Ray Moore does. Oh, he even said that it was his say. favorite movie. Okay. I thought that was a controversial opinion right there. Okay. I have to disagree because actually I like the first one better. Oh, you don't say. I really do. I've always liked the first one better. Is it because it's more serious or is it? No, I don't, it's not. I don't, it's more. I think the quotables are stronger in that movie. This is true. Okay. And I like that. That one just was better than me. But yeah, I gave the first one a 10 plus. No surprise there. Yeah. And you there gave you go. it a 9. So you done gave both of them 9. Cool. Okay. Well, it won't be the end of Dolomite. We got te- one more movie. Technically two. Right. Just wait for that next one. Uh, I do all Charlotte and Dolomite. So we can do that shit. And then the return of Dolomite we can do. But then he also has movies that he does that. Or he isn't Dolomite either. He has Petey Wheatstraw, Devil's Son-in-Law, um, Disco Godfather. Hmm, sorry, my fucking voice cracking. I mean, then um, there's one called The Monkey Hustle. 
with him and Yapit Koto. I've never seen that one. Yapit Koto? Yapit Koto was the bad guy in Truck Turner. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So we'll get what to all is, eventually. Does he have like a... What is the the Dolomite that's coming out? What is the basis of that? That's not like it's a, like a, one of these Dolomites. Nah, it's not like a sequel or nothing. It's like basically the story of them making the movie. Like a biopic type thing. Ah, uh, okay. So it's like them like showing how Rudy Ray Moore like made the movie and all the actors got together and that type of shit. Okay. Kind of like Slice of Stroud Compton type shit. Right. Dolomite is my name. Okay. OPJ. Yes, sir. Got segments on the show. Mm-hmm. About to go grab them. All right. <laughs> righty. Black history flashcards from the urban intellectuals. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. was wondering when this car would pop up, make all the Trump people mad. Because we uh-huh. are celebrating on this episode Barack Obama. Ah, there we go. No drama, Obama. There we go. <laughs> Born August 4th, 1961 and still kicking. Served as the 44th president of the United States from 09 to 2017. First African-American to serve as president. First president born outside the constituents of uh, the United States in 2010 enacted. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, don't know I, was, I was about to read the wrong part. I was like fusing shit for some reason. In 2010, enacted the Affordable Care Act, often referred to as Obamacare, designed to increase health insurance quality and affordability, reduce the cost of health care, and lower the uninsured rate by expanding insurance coverage. The yes. first African-American president of the Harvard Law uh, Review and negotiated and normalized U.S. relations with Cuba in 2015. So he's the reason why they let you motherfuckers go up there now. Boom. <laughs> you know, you probably still don't fuck with us. Right? Thanks, Obama. I forgot that we number presidents. I for, I know he's the 44th, but Trump, I forgot he's number Well, that's 45. why people just refer to Trump as 45. Oh, 45. Damn. This guy has a whole thing around his name. That is amazing. There you go. Black history, though. Right. Yeah, that coincides with the movie. Trump will come and go, and but Obama will always have made history as being the first. Ah. Nah, Trump is the first. The first what? Celebrity. Nah, Ronald Reagan, homie. Ronald Reagan was an actor. Did I blow your mind just now? Because that look on your face looked like you didn't know that. No, I did not. Yes, sir. He was an actor. Oh. <laughs> well. Let me let me let me pull up some movies here for you. <laughs> the Reaganomics guy, this guy? He did a movie called King's Row, The Killers, Nine Lives Are Not Enough, The Hasty Heart, Death Valley Days, uh a bunch of TV episodes, Wagon Train and shit. Yeah, he was an actor, PJ. So your boy's not the first celebrity people will, I've heard that before and I keep telling people like, wow. no, he's not. So like I, I said, he ain't the first nothing. <laughs> yeah, the first 45, that's it. There you go. Yeah. That's your claim to fame. The first fuck, nah, I can't. See, now I heard, I said that to somebody, it's like, well, shit, the first claim in there. I'm like, nigga, you know that's a lie. Yeah, right? Right? Look at, go back way Just back me. and look at that shit over again. I can only name like 12 presidents. Oh, same here. I don't know the motherfuckers. <laughs> Never cared. PJ, other segments on the show. Yeah. Got the hustle approvals. Got anything you want to approve for the people to check out? Um, you go first. Well, I will hustle approve. Shit, I ain't got nothing either. Uh, <laughs> Just got to see what I've been on. What have I been Well, I'll hustle approve this because it actually was why I hustle approved in the breaking episode. Oh, I couldn't think of the name of the movie. Fuck. Scary Movies to Tell in the Dark. I went to go see that uh, at the drive-in. And it's basically like if you want like a little horror movie that had like, I don't know, because it's weird. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, it might be too scary for little, little dudes. Mm-hmm. But then it might not be scary enough for the older cast that like 
live on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, it didn't scare me at all, but it also was like I was entertained throughout the majority of it, though. Huh. It's kind of grimy, though, because it's like, well, I think I already spoiled it for you last time, so you know, whatever. But <laughs> you already said you didn't mind last time. But like, there's kids in that movie. Oh, spoiler, I'm sorry for y'all. He knows for y'all. Let's <laughs> give a head a little bit if you don't want to hear. But there's like cats in that movie that die. Like, kids die and they don't come back at the end. Them niggas is dead. <laughs> You did, did you done I, that? But the thing, I think they left it open for a sequel because they're like, "Oh, we're gonna bring, we're gonna get them back at the end," you know, and all this shit. Mm. But, as, but as far as that movie goes, if it don't get a sequel, like them motherfuckers gone, and that okay. fucked me up. I didn't expect that. But yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. it, if I had to describe it simply, I would just say it's like goosebumps for adults, like <laughs> pretty much, like not tales from the crypt, but like uh, harder edge goosebumps, slightly harder edge, not even not, not even that harder, but just a little bit. Like, not as goofy. Like I said, there's people that die and don't come back. So, it's like a little bit of a harder edge like to it. it. So, I recommend it. Like, if I had to give it a score, I'd give it like a six or a seven, maybe. Huh. I can't remember it enough now, really, to give a solid number. But I know it's in that range. <laughs> so okay. I don't I don't remember what I gave it last time. It's been weeks now, so I don't really remember. Now, i tell you something. Maybe okay. it's a six shit. But it's cool. It's definitely one of them, like, if it's on TV or, like, you know, you do right. a trick-or-treat handing out candy or something. Or you have, then you throw it on. It'd be cool, I guess. Like I said, like I said, if you got kids that fuck with horror movies, they might fuck with it. That might be a good entry level horror. Yeah. Okay. Don't you know? Don't show them Alien versus Predator. <laughs> As PJ found out, because like I say, even like even like for him, I think it might be a little too much for him. But like if he was like ten, maybe preteen, maybe he might be fine. It's like kind of for that level. Anything below that might be kind of sh- you know pissing their pants and shit. But I'll hustle through that though, because it wasn't terrible. Uh, it was cool. Little shaky. Still ain't thinking nothing. Yeah, you ain't got to give nothing if you ain't got nothing. I've read the book The Alchemist and it's really good. It's one of those eye openers. It's about life, but it's it's through the story of a what is it? He's a nomad, basically. And he just goes mm-hmm. uh to Africa, you know, to the Mecca and he uh he's trying to follow his dream basically, but he gets deterred and at the end there's like a twist to it where it's like, Oh, you know, but it, he needed to go through these stages in order to get to the realization uh, that... Yeah, I just, I just spoiled the shit out of it for myself. I'm reading the plot synopsis on Wikipedia. But it's fun. It's like an easy read. It's like a... Literally, you can read it in two days. I, just, I ain't never heard of it. I might peep it out then. You know, I just read the ending and shit, but... <laughs> nah, yeah, you can read it. You still don't, man. It takes you through some twists and turns. I'll tell you that. Well, there it is. Hustle approvals for that ass. I was also approved at the time we recorded this ain't came out yet, but at the time you'll hear this, though, Trey Voorhees shit would have been out for like a week. So go check out Saturday yes. 7, I think <laughs> Saturday what? 7, I'm pretty sure is what it is. If not, sorry. All right. Played the song at the end of the last episode. If you liked it, I hope you checked it out. And if you didn't, then you should probably get on that shit. You probably should check that shit out. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. do that. Do that. Do it. Do it. And do it well. Ah. <laughs> well, PJ, guess it's time to give him some info, man. We're getting to the end of the show. If you want to follow us on the social media and see what kind of shenanigans we're up to, you can follow this page or the show at the page... You can follow the show <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Man, can you tell I ain't been up that long? All right. And you can follow us at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase podcast, HVH podcast on Twitter. That's the main mm-hmm. show page, but I'm running that one. If you want to holler at PJ directly, you can find him at capital P, lowercase A-U-L-Y, capital P, lowercase J, Paulie P-J. We're yes. also on Instagram and Home Video Hustle Podcast. Um, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash HVH Podcast. On YouTube at, you know, well, there ain't no really. I don't think we have an at yet, but just type in Home Video Hustle. We'll be there, shit. We got merchandise on Public and Redbubble, whichever one you prefer. We on both. You can get all kind of stickers, t-shirts, whatever the fuck you yeah. want. If you want our face oh, on yes. something, you can get our face on something. Yes. 
And we're on Age Radio Podcast Network. Find all the episodes. You can find us the bazaar or their little shop there. You can buy podcasts and equipment, get discounts from different shit. And you can, I don't know, like I said, you can fuck with other Age Radio shows too. There's a bunch of them on there now. Yes. Um, we are also on the Patreon, patreon.com slash home your hustle. Two tiers, one dollar, three dollar. Whichever you want to give, we will accept and be happy about it. And you thank you for supporting the show. But yes. if you get one dollar, you get like you get a couple of things. For one dollar, you get one time movie selection where it's like you just make us watch something. You get one and done, mm-hmm. and you get access to bonus Patreon hustle episodes that we need to fucking record. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you donate three dollars, you get your choice of anything for us to review, whether it be movie, TV episode, holiday special, obscure VHS garbage, whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. That's it. So I mean, shit like. Well, he didn't even have to go to Patreon. Brendan made me watch fucking Serbian films, so y'all can't do that one now because it's been done. PJ avoided that, thankfully. Yes. Yes, I did. Then, oh, $3, y'all also can get random merch drops. I got a little collection of shit to send out to y'all. If you can't give no money to support the show, shit, we still here every week for you. Yeah. Just if you can, if you want to help a brother out, we just appreciate it. And we try to make sure you get some little extra shit for it. And like I said, we give you a chance to, for, uh, to program the show. Yes. Uh, you want us to watch... I don't fucking know. What's the movie, PJ? Boys in the Hood. You want us to watch Boys in the Hood? Like, because it was going to happen officially. But if you like, yo, y'all should watch it sooner than that. Yes. Let us know on Patreon. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you got a whole bunch of shit that you like, they'll never know this movie. It'll never happen unless I make them watch it. So, like, from Justin to Kelly. We would have never watched that shit. No, we would not have. I still think it's better than the alternative, though. What's the alternative? Chase Justin Bieber. Oh, well, he ain't got no movie. Yet. Well, he has a tour movie, but... Is, isn't that what we would have had to watch? I think we tried to make... What were they thinking? Watch that. I don't think... Oh, I they did. That wasn't it. Oh, so he just cursed us with that movie just because. Just for the fuck of it. Yeah. He, ah. already, he already told me what movie we gotta do next, and you're not gonna like that one either. Ah, shit. He's pretty much been the only one that's been giving us the <laughs> asshole movie, but I can't front, because I give him the asshole movie, too, so... So it's your fault. It's Brendan's fault. Blame Brendan. Hashtag. Ah, blame Brendan. There you it's go. It's all right because, like I said, I, I get his ass when he come on this show, so it's all good. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Patreon, like I said, it's there for you if you want to fuck with it. If not, it's cool. We understand. Yes. But if you do, we love you. Yes. If and not, we still love you. Yeah, we still love you. But it's like you get, you get, you get, you know, if you listen to the show, you get the little, you get the dap. But if you listen to the show, you get the dap with the hug on it. Like There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else we got, P? I think that might be all the shilling on my end, except for you giving them your uh, SoundCloud information. Ah, yeah. SoundCloud 614P music. underscore music. music. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. Shit. I'm not the only one forgetting shit today. Yeah, right? Fuck. Go check me out. There's the Willows on there. and New shit incoming sometime in the future. Yes, very, very near future. Well, PJ, next time, next week, next time we record, I'll leave it up to you, PJ. I'll edit. Oh, this, I'll, actually, I'll edit this out because I want to ask you right now, though. Okay. But do you do you want to do the next Dolomite, or do you want to go back and do the pile again, or do you want to keep the Dolomite going? What's next in the pile? Oh shit! Yeah, we got. Like I said, we got shit. we got like almost a month until Dolomite. All right, that's on your computer then, so you good. You can watch that whenever. Okay. Well, PJ. Yeah. I think that's about it, man. We 30 seconds away from hitting two hours, but once I fucking edit it, it probably will be under two hours. But man, I'm putting clips in here, so maybe not. Well, who yeah, knows? Right. Hey, who knows? <laughs> Y'all been getting some long episodes recently. It's funny. That's it. When we ain't on the time constraint, it's all good. Yeah. But I think I got to let them know one more thing, PJ. And what is that? I'm Brent. I'm PJ. 
Have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good rest of whatever fuck day you're listening to this on. Go check out these fucking Dolomite movies if you haven't seen them. They're worth the time. I guess I know for sure on the brown sugar app that I got. It's only $3.99. You might as well soup it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's on Amazon. It might be on Amazon video. You can rent it and shit like that. I don't know. But check it out, though. Shit. It's worth a watch. It's funny as hell. We both give it nines. First, yeah. we got a 10 plus and a nine. Can't go wrong. Yeah, check that shit out before the movie come out. And the only yes. bad thing is, I don't know if Netflix, I'm sure Netflix probably would like to have them on there to be like, oh, we got the new one and the old ones, but I don't know how that shit gonna work with licensing. Nah, I'm sure they'll figure that shit out. If, yeah. There's a whole conglomerate of schemes going on right now. Exactly. But yeah, so check it out. Come back next week, hear about whatever movie we decide to talk about. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm gonna spoil yes. it, but I'm not gonna spoil it. <laughs> I think y'all will be enthused about that one too. We kind of am because it's been one. I've, I've been wanting to get to it. We've been, we've been since PJ be gone. We ignored the fuck out of the schedule we did. Right. <laughs> right. Finally, get back to it next week because there is one movie we have to do. Yes. We have to do before the Holiday Hustle starts. Okay. It will, it will complete the saga. There's oh, a shit. fucking clue. Well, not really nowadays, but whatever. Like I'm saying too much now. We'll get it's back to it. It's not Star Wars, right? I'm, I'm not saying. Oh, I'll tell you after we're done recording. Because I got oh, one thing shit. left to say, Pete. What's that? Peace. Peace. I still do my hands like that. God damn. I did, so I can't talk. Yeah.